My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by... Damn right. And today it's the WNR 148 Part 2. Two. We, we bring you two. Two. And WrestleMania 14. But before we start anything, let's have the alternate intro. And this week, Dan is going to help me out. Hey, honey. Feeling better? Who's this? I'll give you a hint. I'm cute, I'm furry, and I make 500 babies a year. Rodney, get back in your cage. What's up with that trap behind the fridge? You trying to kill me? Never mind that. Get your furry little ass back in your cage. Now, I don't want your droppings on. Two security guard. Bye-bye. My son Rodney, little hairy boy, sleeps in the cage. I have to keep him in the cage because he has hygiene problems. And there you go. So Dan's helping me out. That was Dr. Too Little. That came out in 1998. Yes, 20 years ago. But in 1998, WWE and WCW were locked in a ratings war. Their shows Raw and Nitro went head-to-head on Mondays. The WNR podcast came back 20 years right in the middle of battle. We've followed the war since the inception of Nitro, but now with the Attitude Era getting going and WCW at its peak, it's a perfect time to follow it month to month. This is WWE versus WCW, the Monday Night Wars, March 1998. So let's begin. Like we said, we've got the five-point system in place, which is roster, rating, promo, matches, setting, and overall card as well. Yeah, So, but we are going to start off in WCW with Monday Night Show, and it's the 16th of March. And Gum sponsors Nitro. Now, you're wondering what I mean by Gum sponsoring it. As you can see, there is, as we saw the opening to it, just Gum adverts everywhere. And it's a very special setting because it's the second year that WCW having spring breakout. We are here in Panama City. And the ring is basically in the middle of a, a massive swimming pool, you know. So it, it's something that we don't get. In WWF, really, is it? You know, that kind yes, of setting. Yeah. And they're definitely missing a trick if someone doesn't go in that water. Yeah, well, last year, famously, Eric Bischoff went in. Would we have a water bomb here tonight? But a commentator, we start the show with the commentators talking about last night, which was WCW Uncensored. And, of course, in the main event, it was Macho and Hogan. The disciple came out to help Hogan. Sting came down to even up the numbers. And just when we thought it might be a fair fight, what happened, Dan? Oh, Macho laid out the sting. Yeah. And then he, he for life and kind of left. So we, we're not really sure why he did that. Is he for life with the NWO and that's all that matters? I mean, the world champion was laid out last night. 
So uh, basically, what we've seen last month means absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> exactly, but we don't know. What we do know, look, it's a very nice setting. We can see the shots here. What is quite eerie is WWE's last ever episode of Monday Nitro was the same setting, spring break episode. So it's the NWO for life, as we saw the NWO come out here. And just when it looked like the NWO were over, we are told they are stronger than ever, which is pretty depressing, seeing how hard WWE fought yes. over the past couple of years. Yeah, and then we get hit with the uh, NWO music, and it's Hogan and the entire NWO. Yeah, the entire NWO. So even the uh, B team, you know, the Brian Adams and your Conans and your Vincents come out alongside your Hall and Ashes, who are dressed in a... Well, they've, they've got their Hawaiian shirts on, so they seem to be having a good they time. They are channeling their inner early Bray Wyatts. Uh, you know, Bischoff is very happy. I think he's smirking when he comes out there. Well, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob, James. He's just got a big smile on his face. And he says, like I said, NWO are for life and all back together. And because of this, in the main event, we are going to have Hogan and Macho teaming up against Sting and Lex Luger. So the end. Of- I guess back together and everything is fine now. And we get some Nitro Girls. Yes, we can't have a Nitro without Nitro Girls. But we're going to move on to our first match. And Lodi is out here with the flock. And it is Lodi versus... Well, let's find out, shall we, Dan? What a way to start Monday Nitro. See, just in case he's going for a swim, coming out of inflatables, got a scuba diving outfit on, Goldberg is a meathead sign. And the rest of the flock there, seeing so, you know, nice seats, probably the best seats in the house at the moment. And Goldberg getting a few chants here. I mean, his character is building. The fans are starting to like him more and more each week. And it is Bill Goldberg making his way to the ring. It looks like he's already been in the water. He's a little bit... Um, he's oiled up. He is oiled up, I suppose. Yeah, a fair play. I mean, one of the most intense men that we've seen. Coming out here, not even staring at the flock. He's a man on a mission. <laughs> and Goldberg sank the title. There lots of Goldberg chants. I mean, he's becoming more and more popular. He's still undefeated here in WSW, even though he's not really had that tougher opponent yet. You could maybe argue, you know, we've seen William Regal, Barry Darso gave him a run for his money on the last episode. I don't know if Lodi will tonight, and he's poking the bear at the moment. He is indeed just holding up a Goldberg is a meathead sign, and uh, Goldberg just <laughs> rips it out of his hands, grabs him by the throat, gorilla press. And just drops him on his stomach. And look at the ease Goldberg did that as well. Just no problems whatsoever. There's no one more intense in any wrestling promotion ever. Oh! As the Irish rips him against the ropes, spears him into two. <laughs> well, this might be over before it started. He's going to jack him up and hammer him down. Bang. One, two. <laughs> oh, there you go. That was, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds at best, maybe. Yes, but... and uh, it's, it's a lesson learned. Don't call Goldberg a meathead. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like insults, you know. Are the flock stupid enough to come in here and uh, approach Goldberg? Well, there's enough of them, aren't there? You know, there's uh, eight guys there, but I don't think they are stupid enough to... Uh-oh. They say that sick boy went up there, got caught. Billy Kidman's coming off the top. He gets caught. Oh, my God. Up in the gorilla press. Oh, I love that move. <laughs> and he just, as intense as you like, slams him down to the mat. And now they're trying to take him down. Oh, a spear. Well, a spear to either Riggs or a sick boy there. You've got the big guy outside, Perry Saturn. Perry Saturn looking to go toe-to-toe. Van Hammer didn't want any of it. No, there we go. I guess that's it. But just the sheer power of Bill Goldberg. But anything for a buck and... Uh... Mean Jeans hotline was a 
big money maker. Yeah, even when I was a child, because the internet was you know scarce, I did ring up hotlines a couple of times, and it really wasn't worth the money I spent. Anyway, <laughs> next match is Finley versus the Ultimo Dragon. Yes, and Finley's got a new haircut, and it's a bit Scott Steiner style. Yeah, so he's got rid of his um, long black locks, and now he's gone to blonde short hair. But, you know, I think it works for him. It might stick around. Oh, but it's a really good start. Kicks by Dragon, but fit for that British style, wears down the Dragon. Yeah, it's great to see the the British wrestler even go back 20 years. You know, Monday Night War, they're actually near in the biggest time, and you've still got that quality shining through, even as they have today. Dragon fights back and manages to counter fit with the Dragon Sleeper on the second attempt and gets the victory. NWO music yet again. Borton. Yeah, it's Norton, but he bores me. So, ah, so he's Borton. So boring Norton. Yeah. Borton, Norton, yeah. Uh, Norton's out with Buff and Scott are in action against Chris Adams. Now, Chris Adams, Dad, there is a lot here to discuss. Uh, so what we'll do, we'll, we'll just speak... Being controversial characters, because there's just too much to talk about. I said, I'll get back to him. So Chris Adams, will talk about Gentleman Chris Adams at a, a later date. But yeah, Norton does destroy him. Shoulder breaker and over. i tell you what, Buff and Scott are vicious and delicious. Uh, well, we see a video of Miss Nitro getting to by gum. And uh, Tony says, we'll give you the biggest stars and the best action. Wait for it. The next match is <laughs> Mike Enos and Bloom. Versus Bulldog and Neidhart. Wow, he's the biggest stars, aren't they? They really are. The biggest crackheads. Yeah, well, the Hart Foundation starts strong, and Tony mentions Brett being beaten up last night by the NWO at Uncensored. Well, where were Jim and Bulldog while this was going down? <laughs> like you said, Dan, probably smoking crack. Enos and Bloom take control, and shit power moves. Bear hug Jim, but he manages to get the tag. Well, power slam, then running power slam, he pins Wayne Bloom. Yeah, so Bulldog does get a victory, and it's the second hour... We get some fireworks. Yeah, and Nitro Girls. Yay. Well, Larry Zabisco on commentary compares Hogan to Ju- uh, Julius Caesar and says that he's going to get what's coming to him. But Sting is still champ. Yeah, let's not forget this. After all the talk about NWO the first hour, all the, you know, the, the match on the Hogan thing, Sting is still WWE champion. Oh, yes. Well, we get the uh, NWO music yet again. And it is... It's the Matchal Man. And he is with Liz and Bischoff. Yeah, and Bischoff's happy because he's coming out here thinking they're all on the same team. Unfortunately for Bischoff, though, he's just got some bad news. <laughs> That's a 2030 reference for everybody. Which is, Macho didn't do it last night for Hogan. He did it for the NWO. He still hates Hogan. He still hates Bischoff. He just wants to be leader of the NWO now. Which is, I guess, more important than being WWE champion. But Macho says if he can become WWE champion, then it makes him more of a lead for the NWI. I just, I don't understand why being a leader of a group is more important than being a champion. Am I wrong about that? Or, you know, I don't... Well, I don't, I don't... <coughs> the amount of air time that the NWO get, being the front man for the NWO, I suppose, you know, you're going to get more air time than any heavyweight champion would get. But the way this, the storyline's building, I thought Macho would have gone out. Any any normal wrestling group, anything like that, you know when they have problems, that Macho would have been kicked out of the NWO, or he would have left the NWO and then gone on to try and break it down, not still be a part of it. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. You know, you would have thought Macho then, good guy. Uh, but uh, oh. this is WC Nipple. This is WC... 
It is, and nothing has to make sense. Well, Raven's out here with his flock. He's got the mic and says Benoit cost him his US title last night in a triple threat match with DDP at Uncensored. And the the fans chant Raven sucks. Yeah, but he gets the mic. Like I say, but he says it's time for to fulfil his destiny and end this feud. And he also says DDP deserted him, and now there can only be one. The snake is watching. Quote the Raven nevermore. So. That is a Jake who trained both Raven and DDP, so Raven's trying to build up the past. But this is going to be the end of this feud here. So let's see how Raven and Benoit, because the cripple is here, and he's going straight after Raven. Yes, and uh, he beats him up, and then he beats him up some more. Yeah, so let's see him beating him up, and then we'll skip on to him beating him up some more. I, d- I didn't mind the Raven character. It's one of those, I'm not, you know, if you look at a Bray Wyatt or people like this, it's something that maybe they could have got behind. And I think the flock... Would have been good if it hadn't been the same as the NWO thing. I think Raven had a bit of talent. You know, maybe not great in-ring wrestler, but on the mic and as a character, he can maybe have managed someone better, if you know what I mean by that. Like, you know, because I can see what he's trying to do with DDP. And I think the freeway, you know, that this feud has been quite fun with rules. You've got anything goes, as we've seen at the moment. Benoit's beating him pillar to post right now. He just slaps him round the face while shouting in his... Shout, well, well, shouting insults at him. <clears throat> and you've seen a T-shirt's been ripped off in battle as well. But Benoit doesn't care about that. But you can see the welts on Raven's chest. Well, if they ever chatted backstage, he said, lay it in. And that's what he's doing. High back body drop there by Benoit, and he's been in control for the whole match. He's actually looking quite tight and ripped there as well. Yeah, he's, he's looking in good shape. Like I said, but still, the story of Benoit, he's not had a singles title yet in WCW. And I think he deserves it. He's been a great wrestler at this point in time. The fans are behind him as well. The commentator's trying to say he likes punishment. Oh, Benoit with a suplex. Oh, second snap suplex. Going for the trivecta. Hits it. Yeah, three amigos. And Benoit runs his thumb across his throat and he's going to go up top for the flying headbutt. Benoit now all the way up. Diamond headbutt time. Oh, but Raven manages to roll out of the way at the last minute. Like you said, all or nothing, Benoit hit nothing there. And Raven going outside. Basically, the first bit of offence he's had is Benoit's mistake. Brings a chair in, though. Benoit's hurt Benoit more than Raven has. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we score an own goal, but the chair has been set up. Running oh. bulldog. Face first onto the chair, and that's going to do some permanent damage. Chair set up again. Raven didn't get Benoit down, though. No, looking for the Irish rip, but Benoit's got his arm locked around the top rope, trying to block it. Oh! Looking for the cross face, but as Raven goes down, Benoit head, head first into the steel chair. Well, I don't think Benoit realised how close the chair was. But did that... Raven realise how close it was? Well, very clever. Head down. Oh! The even flow DDT. And lights out for Chris Benoit, who's been dominating One, the match. Two, three. Raven gets the victory here, and he ends the feud with Benoit... But it made Benoit look good, didn't it? Because he was in control the vast majority of it. Yeah, most definitely. And Raven will face DDP at the next WCW pay-per-view, in, which is in April. And Eden will be watching that show itself. And up next, Dan. We get some Nitro Girls. Yeah, and Heenan joins the commentary team. Yeah, and the next match is Yuji Nagata versus the Cat. Yes, and Sonny Ono's with his uh, friend, the Cat now, with Nagata. Yeah, <laughs> and look at the Cat off top. Well, we we told by the commentary team we're going to get three title matches and tag team war tonight still on Nitro. 
Yes, and uh, MMA style, the cat with an armbar. Yeah, usually with exploder and boots to the face and a lot of boring chance. But the cat finishes it with a lovely kick as he springboards off the top rope. And the cat is happy with his cat that got the cream. Uh, but an impressive kick off the top by him. Up next, we get more Nitro Girls. Yeah. Yes, and a treat for everyone. And it's Scott Steiner versus Ray Trailer. Wow. So Scott's cowering to Ray, but takes over with suplexes and bear hug. Yes, Ray bites him and gets caught with a forearm. Yeah, and they go to a break. And now we're back. And we're just going to watch the end of this. I mean, isn't it? You know, Scott Steiner and a big boss man. The rest of the quality has not been great as uh, Bossman just got booted outside. Very overweight Bossman or yeah, trailer. Exactly. Very overweight. Not great. Used to be a member of the NWO, believe it or not. But if against Scott Steiner, you would think maybe Scott just turned. you trying to look like a killer. And we talk about an out-of-shape Ray Trailer. He's put Scott Steiner to the testes here. He is, yes. And uh, crutches him over the ring post. And now they're both men on the outside. Trailer. Oh, throws him against the barricade. Oh! And then clotheslines him into the water. <laughs> so you ask if anybody's going for a swim, it's Scott Steiner. He manages to drag himself out wearing a white swimming costume. Probably isn't the best thing to do. Let's hope he doesn't go see-through. Well, he, it was wrestling attire there. He didn't plan to go swimming. Ray Trader just thrown him in. But like you say, we might see more Scott Steiner than we want. Trader's still not finished with him. Oh, uh-oh. Scott Steiner slips over. <laughs> Trader, who's dominating this match now, throws to the ring, post, and then the ring. Comes out the other side and catches Steiner with a big right hand. And now <laughs> Scott Steiner just leaking about the ring. Caught with a big right hand, now sent back to the corner. Trader with the big right hands as he's perched on the top rope. Ooh, Irish whip. Comes in with a big splash, winding up the right uppercut. So this is Ray Trader's now, he's going up. Steiner's trying to call for a timeout. We don't get them in wrestling. No, Buff Bagwell's out here. Oh, for fuck's sake. Buff uh, disrupts Trailer's momentum as he was going up top and manages to crutch him on the top rope. So Scott needs Buff Bagwell's help to beat Ray Trailer. Well, he's not beat him yet. With a dodgy Frankensteiner. And Scott's saying he's not finished yet. Steiner recliner. He's got it in. Trailer's still not tapping out yet. Buff Bagwell's already in the ring with a belt because, sure, that's what happened. Well, that's it now. And now Buff in. And it's just a beat down for no fucking reason. In the match, and now he beats him down. Yep. And he made Scott Starr look incredibly weak in that as well, you know? Anyway, anyway. We get a recap of The Giant versus Nash. I mean, we talk about bullshit finishes. What a bullshit finish to that, you know? Disqualification of baseball bat. I mean, it's a fucking joke. And the commentators talk the main event and dates for other shows, saying how popular Nitro is at the moment. Yes, we get some Nitro Girls. Yeah. Bye. Well, fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. Because it's the third hour of Nitro. We see Chavo making his way to the ring. Eddie stops him and says he has a gift. Yes, because Chavo lost his match, he has to do what Eddie says. Well, it's a T-shirt, and it says, Eddie is my favourite. <laughs> so Eddie gives this to Chavo. Wow, I mean, you know, that, that give me good ideas for when you lose the predictions, James. <laughs> but we'll get into that another time. And Booker's out to defend his US title. He's got the T-shirt because he probably, you know, 
probably friends backstage and it's a little dig on Chavo as well it's funny Booker in control early but Chavo attacks when Booker is interacting with the fans yeah Chavo does well he's only been wrestling two years and Eddie at this point has been wrestling ten that is amazing when you think Chavo now you're like oh he's a veteran but back then obviously 20 years ago Booker spine bust and then drop kicks off the top rope for the win well, more beat shots and Nitro Girls. Yeah. Well, the big man Reese from the flock versus DDP, the US title, on the line. Well, the big man's in control, showing off power. Looked like he was hurting Paige for Raven, but a diamond cutter out of nowhere for the victory. Yeah. And up next is the Cruiserweight title, and it's Hoovy versus Chris Jericho. And he's come out of here dressed for summer, just mocking everybody in sight. Because he's the man who took the mask off Juventud Guerrero, who we're looking for revenge tonight. Not only that, injuring Rey Mysterio with Dean Malenko, making Dean Malenko walk away from wrestling. The thing that guy loves couldn't beat Chris Jericho, and he's egomaniacal. He's saying Monday uh, night, what is it? Monday night Jericho. He's saying all the Jericho holics. It's just fantastic. So disingenuous. You got to love him. Don't know what's going on with Chris Jericho's hair. He's kind of got like one side Bailey ponytail and the other side's down and loose. But he can even uh, annoys me, and to annoy me even with using his hair, I think it's great. <laughs> you know, like he used every s aspect of him, even the stupid look on his face. Look at the the beard he's got as well. And now he's trying to say he's going to shake Juventud Guerrero's arm. Yeah, arm, his hand even. Has he got 1,004 on the back of his truck? Because Dean Malenko was the uh, man of 1,000 holds, and Chris Jericho's the man of 1,004 holds. But he's just been kicked there. See, even in his trunks, he's mocking wrestlers. Hoovy there with a spinning kick. Hoovy now, the Irish rip, Jericho reverses. Jericho face first in the top turnbuckle, and the juice is being let loose on Jericho. Nice clothesline, tries to catch Jericho. Jericho kicks out. Ah. Oh, Hoovy with a spinning kick. Jericho held onto the ropes. But Hoover is quick. Uh, remember, he's only 21 years old. Springboard. Like a shoulder breaker there by Jericho. Plants Hoover into the mat. Goes for the cover. Oh. But the juice manages to kick out. Uh-huh. Trick, there's only a couple of referees. Because Charles Robinson, again, <laughs> refereeing here tonight, isn't he? So, yeah. so Jericho, you know, he's, he's one of these ones that has stuck with the same kind of cocky character as he has done, whether it's face or whether it's heel. He, he still manages to annoy everyone. This is the thing, isn't it? And even the, the building blocks now of getting himself over in that way, you know, these are all probably his own ideas that he's coming up with. It's not really what WCW have been saying to him. Like I say, with the hairstyle, with the trunks, just the kind of general attitude. Monday Night Jericho, look at this now, with a pin and flexing his muscles. The cruiserweight title on the line against the man who, who he took the mask off him and then started wearing the mask to the ring. You know, it's just, he's so, you want to see him get his comeuppance and all great hills do it, you know? Indeed, yeah. But like you said, Dan, there's not many like Chris Jericho. Nah. Hoovy to the way, Gorilla Press, no. Oh, Hoovy with a backslide, looking for an electric chair, but... Ooh. Oh, a reverse suplex there, like a dragon-style suplex. Plants Hoovy on his face. And Jericho remains in control. Goes running into the cover and oh. Uve had his foot on the second rope there, stopping a the count. Jericho probably called him a stupid idiot. Now Jericho got a target lower back of Hoovy, backbreaker. Followed by a second backbreaker. Now he's just stretching Hoovy over his knee. Looking like he's going to spank his front bottom. 
And Hoovy's had problems with Conan as well in recent weeks. Conan says, disrespect American heritage, not wearing your mask. Don't know if you noticed this. Conan doesn't wear a mask. Just saying, you know? Anyway, Jericho. <laughs> You're not Conan's biggest fan, are you? I'm not. I'm not. I've realised watching this, there's a few people I really dislike in wrestling. But one of them I do like is Jericho. Oh, but Hoovy's fighting back now. Kicks from the corner, chops. And as soon as he tries to get some momentum, Jericho just cuts him off at the back elbow. Hoovy trying to get some feeling back into his arms. He's trying to work his way back into this match. But Jericho's not even giving him an inch. Well, Jericho's been on such a great winning streak as of late, hasn't he? You know, like I said, the confidence building up inside him. He probably thinks he's like Goldberg at the moment, you know, undefeatable. And even the crew's at the top of the line, they still managed to talk about Hulk Hogan. German suplex, he lands on his feet. Oh, Hurricane Rana goes for the cover one, two. Oh, but Jericho managed to kick out. Uh-huh. He was trying to Irish rip Jericho. Jericho holding on, though. Plants Jericho with a hoovy driver. Well, Jericho's trying to skip over the top of Juve. Juve showed his strength there, catching Chris. Now he's in perfect position, maybe for the 450. Jericho, Jericho manages to cut him off as he's on his way out to the top. Well, he scouted Juve. But fair play to the Juice, fighting back himself, pushing Jericho off. Oh, it's a flying leg lariat. Takes Jericho down, one, two. Oh, oh but Y2J managing to kick out uh, at two. Two. Oh, shit, but Juve go for a clothesline. Jericho dodges it. Oh, Jericho looking for a powerbomb, but Juve turns it into a DDT. Oh, that was brilliant, but Jericho just get the shoulder up at two. Two. But now Jericho's panicking, trying to get to his cruiserweight title. Oh. Smashes Juventude in the face, gets disqualified, ends the match. And a cheap way out, Jericho. Thought he's losing now. Look at his disrespect here. Oh, now he's getting a Texas Cloverleaf looked into the juice. Just a shout out to Dean Malenko. How many wrestlers does Jericho want to disrespect here on Nitro? You know, Juventude, Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio. This is just terrible. Well, that's a way of garnering yourself some heat. Charles Robinson can't even stop this bell thinging, but no reason. What do you think of the match, Dan? Um, yeah, it was quite an entertaining match. You know, Jericho, even this early on, he's he's just got his brilliance. Exactly, and I think Hoover did quite well there, showing like doing the Rey Mysterio in the match, being a kind of underdog, fighting through, showing stuff that looked like you know, the better with Jericho as it was. He had to take the easy way out, so. Uh, there's potential there for the juice, but yeah, Jericho's just fucking brilliant, isn't he? Uh, and after that, more Nitro Girls. Yes. Yay, and then we get some more NWO music. And it's Nash and Hall, and they look wasted, I tell you that. They do indeed, yeah, coming out wearing their shorts, flip-flops, and Hawaiian-style shirts. Just talking shit about the Giant, about everybody in wrestling, because they could do what they want, basically. They've had a few drinks, you know. Blurring their way through... Uh... Yeah, I mean, can you believe that this is... In WWF, they wouldn't allow... I know... Wait a minute. Before anybody says anything, I know Steve Austin drank beer in the ring, right? But you wouldn't let a talent come out in that condition. But then, you know, 90% of Austin's beer went down his face. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It it wasn't like he was shit-faced when he came out to perform, you know? Like, it happened afterwards. So there's a guts to sharp here. And... The Giant does have the guts to show up. And he's here. The Giant's out here 
when Kevin Nash was going out of harm's way, why, why would you go in the ring, Giant, when you know they're going out of it? Oh, Giant now stalking Nash and Hall. Nash. <laughs> Cannonballs into the pole. Well, that's one way to get away with a Giant. Well, unfortunately, he's left his friend there. Is Hall going to go for a swim? <laughs> well, Scott's running away now from Giant. Oh, he trips. He's tripped and the Giant's got him. Uh-oh, Scott Hall now. I'm in a wedgie. <laughs> Scott Hall now talking the Giant through it. <laughs> oh, my God. Giant's got him up. Greta Press. Oh. <laughs> Throws him into the water. So that's three members of the NWO. Have ended up in the water. Look, if it's there, you've got to use it, like you say. So the NWO have gone swimming here tonight. But it's not a bad setting, is it? I know there's only a couple no. of maybe, you know, a few thousand people there, but it's different. And uh, it's a bit of fun as the giant throws in Scott Hall and a little bit of revenge from last night, uncensored. So speaking of last night, we're going to find out what happens in our next, in the main event, because it's Hogan and Macho Man versus Sting and Luger. So we see Michael Buffer giving the announcements for this main event match and the NWO coming out here. But they are not a unit at this moment. They are not together. Together but separately, if you know what I mean. Hogan Bishop is first, then Liz, and of course Macho Man. Here comes Lex Luger, who's flexing at his... Flex Fluger. But here comes the WCW heavyweight champion, Sting. Well, Bischoff says... There is no sting. So just for you two, they're going to get Luger. Wait a minute. There's a helicopter there. Oh, my God. And look at the ring mats and the aprons being blown up. Not a very thought-out idea. Well, no, but there's someone in the helicopter. I thought I saw the white face mask. Well, there's a scorpion on the side of the chopper. That's got to tell you all you need to know. But there's someone, I think, coming out. Down the side of the helicopter. And Sting is here from the helicopter. Macho Man's just laid out Hogan. Sting's in the ring. Hogan said to Macho, you didn't do your deal. And look at Bishop being blown. Is he going to get blown into the water? (laughs) By the helicopter. Oh, the disciple there was blocking off Macho. Hogan hit from behind. Well, it could be that Tony just had the most dramatic entrance in WWE history. That was impressive, abseiling down from the helicopter. Probably the most expensive entrance as well. But the World Heavyweight Champion is here, still in. He's still got that safety brace on. Macho got thrown in the ring, so this tag match is going to start. Big elbow drop from Sting. Another scoop slam. Sting going up top. Well, Sting's got a point to prove. He got laid out by Macho last night. Slams him. Well, he's Hogan up in the apron. For life. For life. Macho Man's punch drunk. Gets caught with a big right hand from Sting. Mounting Macho. Raining down punches. Ooh. Not wearing his title yet again, though. I know. But then again, if you are coming out of a helicopter, do you really want it round your waist? You know, have that risk of falling and killing someone. So, I don't know where the WCW title was. I don't know if maybe the fake Sting is looking after the WCW title. Potentially. <laughs> yeah. Hogan giving uh, Savage a piece of his mind. Look how heavy Lex Luger is breathing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's really, really struggling. The Macho been beaten down. Extreme close-up of Macho's face. Thank God it's not an HD. He's looking for a tag in, but Hogan's in the opposite corner. 
And Lex Luger wearing the lower back down. And Sting tagging himself in with Macho Man, but of course he's not in his corner. And Luger picking Macho up, Gorilla Press. Slams him down. Hey! He just tied himself out even more, flexing. And Sting now's got Macho front face lock. Just taunting Hogan and Bischoff. <laughs> Tony says Savage being wasted by two guys. Mm-hmm. Back into Luger's corner. Has Luger recovered yet? No, he's still breathing heavy, isn't he? Yes, all them roids. Oh, everybody's on roids in this match. Guess what? It should be called WC Roids. Oh, and he's going for the big elbow. Knocks Macho's head off. And this surely... Don't call me Shirley. ...is the end of Liz Hogan saying, oh, no. Oh, I can't watch this. Oh! Savage managing to fight back. I think he hit the low blow. It's Hogan. Luger trying to roll up Macho, but he's not... Referee still counting. There was a tag rate. Referee maybe didn't see it. And, oh, again, Hogan attacked from behind. Savage throws him in the ring. Eric Bischoff cowering. Telling the, the disciple not to get involved. Oh, here comes the disciple after Macho. Disqualification. Wait, what the fuck is that about? And now all of a sudden Hogan is in control. Magically, that's how great Hogan is. He can just, with one second there, there you go, chop him down. No sell, no sell, no sell. Hogan's in control. Hogan cares only about himself. He's like a... Later day, latter day Triple H. He's even worse. He's like um, Hitler. He's Hitler to WCW. That's basically what Hogan is. As he picks up Luger, but what seems like an eternity to just slam him down. Is that it? Is it Hogan? He's going to finish him off. And then he's going to come for Sting and his heavyweight championship. Bang. Leg drop. No. <sighs> Luger managing to sit up and get out of the way. Can he get a tag into Sting? Will Hogan tag in Savage? Well, Hogan grabs Luger's leg. Uh-oh. He managed to tag in Sting. Irish whip. Stinger splash. Round for a second. Stinger splash. Bishop up on the apron. Bishop down. down off the apron. <laughs> oh, Macho gets, Macho gets thrown in by the disciple. Distracting Sting. Luger now in as well. What do you reckon? Disqualification finish? Or, of course. Yeah. Well, the rest of the NWO come out. Hogan's up in the torture rack. Sting's beating Savage up. The disciple. There you go. Punches Luger. Disqualification finish. Disciple gets involved. Saves Hogan, but Macho now stuck with Sting. Have mercy. And the rest of the NWO flock to the ring. How the hell did you know? Have you seen this episode before, Dan? It's the same as every other episode. As soon as someone from the NWO is in trouble, the rest of the NWO come out and help them. Uh, well, at least we're at least we're learning now, though, why it went the way it did. Do you know what I mean? Like we are realizing certain things, and uh, Nitro ends with Sting and Luger beating down the rest of the NWO. Uh, what do you think of the episode, Dan? Oh, it's very NWO heavy, as most of them are, and you know, there's just too much going on I think yeah I mean I like the setting uh, I like where it was I like the idea of it I liked Goldberg and Lodi I liked Eddie and Chavo um, Eddie and UV 
No, that's Jericho. Oh, Eddie, you, yeah. oh, sorry, Eddie and Chavo. Jer- yeah. I, I also like Jericho and Hoovy as well. Um, didn't like the main event matches. Didn't mind the giant when you throw them into the water. I didn't mind those little bits. Uh, p- apart from that, like you said, it's just it's too NWO heavy. Can WCW sort this out with their next episode? One, three, two of Nitro, March 23rd, 19, and up against WWE Raw's go-home show for WrestleMania 14. We start the show with Rowdy, Roddy, Piper coming to the ring, introduced by Mean Gene, who's already in the ring. So let's see what Roddy has to say. Okay, yeah, so we start off, like you said, and his main points are that he's a consultant, given that job by fuck knows who, if, if Bishop Charge, I'm not sure, maybe it's the, the even higher ups, maybe referencing Ted Turner. And he's been told WSW and NW are out of control, and not only that, but baseball bats are now banned. But on April the 19th, we're going to have a bat on a pole match, and he will partner with the Giant. So, <laughs> where where did that come from? Talking about this is a baseball reference coming out of left field. There, where 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 did where did that where's the idea come from? Yeah, it's a sublime to the ridiculous sometimes. But Piper promises a night of action here tonight. Well, two giants tonight. Let them fight. Yeah. So we're going to see maybe Nash versus the Giant. He's tired of Hogan and Savage. Yes. Last thing you remembers Macho Man doing to him. Is beating him up and handcuffing him. Tonight, it's going to be Randy Roddy Piper versus Randy Savage. Yeah. Nitro have come out here because they've got the first hour on the pose. They're saying, this is what we've got coming up. Don't go over to Raw and watch Tyson and Austin. Stay with us because it's going to be a great night. Uh, so we get the opening titles. And then we get some fireworks. Tony welcomes us and says they're the number one show. And it is in the ratings looking at it. Yes, and we are in Louisville, Kentucky, and we get blessed with the Nitro Girls. Yeah, but tonight Sting defends the WCW title, title versus DDP. But the first match is Ultimo Dragon versus Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, and it's a very competitive match. Yes, uh, Chavo tried with Eddie in his corner, but Dragon was too strong. Yep, and uh, Dragon Sleeper for the victory. So Eddie's saying that mean, to Mean Gene that Chava's an embarrassment. So Eddie completely embarrassing his nephew Chava. They're saying you've let down the entire family. You know, apologise. Apologise to your grandma. <laughs> yeah. And he said he's got a match coming up with another Japanese wrestler, probably better than the one that you just faced, and he's going to show you how a Guerrero does it. So we'll find out how Eddie Guerrero gets on later. And uh, it wouldn't be Nitro without some some NWO music. It's Hogan and Bischoff. You always got to have an. You've always they've always got to have a Nitro. Nothing new from these two. Bischoff is so far up Hogan's ass. Uh, Hogan talks shit about Piper and the Giant. No one's afraid. Uh, he said like it. Piper's wearing his sister's mini shirt, mini skirt. Yawn. So yeah, I agree with Larry, who says in the first couple of seconds he's bored already. So let's um let's just have a little brief recap of uh, Hogan's enemies or feuds. Of course we can. So we've got enemies and feuds. We've got Sting, of course. He was fighting him at Starcave, WWE yep, title. We've got Macho. Yes, Macho Man, of course, uncensored in the main event. Yes, yeah, so Bret Hart, he said, you know, he's got the ACBs of wrestling, Bret Hart, ABCs of wrestling, and Bret Hart is on that list and he wants him. And of course, Bret Hart's taking the NWO big. Brick by brick, isn't he, to get to Hogan as he well? He is indeed, yes. And also with Hogan's enemies or feuds, he is teaming with Nash to go against Piper and the Giant. So now he's got involved in the Nash and Giant feud, and the uh, and Roddy Piper now has come in 
who he seems to have been involved in all this as well. But didn't Roddy Piper want Savage? Want Savage? So he knows he's got in Hogan. He's got involved in both feuds now. Yeah. So not only does he want Hogan, he wants Savage. I don't know what's going on. It's Hogan sucks, Charles. Look, don't encourage him, all right? No. Uh, he proves a popular face. Could have challenged and defeated the NWO with a future for years to come. They were so short-minded. Yeah, it, 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 it blows my mind when you think about it. Now, Hogan is still talking, and tonight he will be in Nash's corner versus a giant. Yes, and uh, for life, it's over. And we get a hotline plug from Mean Gene Oakland. Yes, and uh, this time it's a man might make a return. Yes, Brenda. So the cameraman that left last week <laughs> yeah, might come back. Like Fuck 69 minutes, find out. We get the NWO music yet again. And it's Scott Stein up with Buff. And they're having a roid off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is when Big Papa Pump, the nickname was first introduced because that white singlet has had a little bit of an upgrade. So let's just watch his entrance. Here we go. Here comes Big Papa Pump. See, a little bit of an upgrade. He's got the kind of... Uh, what Super Steiner. Snazzy hat he's got. So he's, he's seen how big his roided up muscles are. Well, they're big. I bet they've got the inch tape for other things as well, haven't they? Dirty bastards. Those little roided up penises. Yeah. There you go, right on his back. Big Papa Pump. It's introduced and it sticks. Like you say, threw a lot of shit at the wall there. Super Steiner, whatever it was. But Big Papa Pump did stink. Uh, did stink? Well, maybe that's a Freudian slip. did slip. stink, yes. yes but... Because, <laughs> but it did stick and we're not going to watch, thankfully, we're not going to watch his match versus uh, Wayne Bloom. Well, oh dear. And Buff says Scott is bigger than him. Yes, well, Scott chokes Bloom, does some press-ups, and Bloom makes a comeback. Scott with the suplex, pose, dumps him down, Steiner recliner for the win, and a pose. And then Buff fills his muscles. And then he has a squeeze on his arm. Yeah, not as bad as first fall. Tony says, right, this, here we go, this is fucking brilliant. Right, so Tony says there are young Nitro girls and 31 minutes on this Nitro, weird comment alert. Ready? Larry says they don't look as good as the old ones and then Tony says, give them some time. <laughs> I mean, well, give them some time. <laughs> yeah, give some time. You can imagine him rubbing his knee and rubbing his legs at the same time. Yes. Give them some time, boy. What a weird comment that is by Tony Schiavone. Next match, well, next match is Lodi. And he's with a sign that says he's a luchador Lodi. Versus a real one in psychosis. Yes, and Cy turns on the style. Very nice. Yes, it's good to have Mike on commentary to help Tony and Larry with the moves. Yep, get a teen leg drop and Cy wins pretty easy. Yes, and uh, what a time it was for a wrestling fan. Yeah, I mean, all, you know, all the bad stuff. At least you had choice and everything that was going on the Raw at the same time. And of course, Nitro, we move on to our second hour. And we're greeted with some fireworks. Yeah, and Paige is on his way out. Well, Larry doesn't know who to back, yeah. and Tony is rooting for a good match. So this is champion versus champion. Uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime match, Tony says. It's paid for your quality. It's the United States champion, DDP, challenging for the WWE heavyweight title versus Sting. So Tony says one of the biggest Monday Nitro matches of all time. And weirdly, wouldn't you know, Dan, that this is starting just before the second hour so that means anybody who wants to watch Raw would have to make a decision whether to stick with this match or go over and watch the start of it, you know? Well played, WCW. Well, this is the thing, and this is a really interesting match. We've seen a lot of NWO, like you say, but now we're going to see two of WCW's best going at it. Let's hope for a great match. 
DDP and Sting are both ready for this one. Here we go, Colin over top, start things off. DDP is the people's champion. Yeah. Where have I heard that one before? Well, DDP used that last year, didn't he, when he was going through the crowd, so... It's an expression that was used and probably, you know, given to the, the best man for the job, shall we say. But both men go to the outside, get separated by Nick Patrick. So if you want to win the title, you've got to go in the ring. Well, DDP's already in his uh, later years. <laughs> yeah, he is. He started it late. Another collar and elbow tie-up. Both men testing the other one out. Sting gets the better of that. Tries to foul up DDP, but only a one count. One. Kicks him to the back of the leg, looking for the Scorpion Deathlock. Oh, Paige knows that's a dangerous move. Blocks him. Sting goes for the legs again. Looking to tie up DDP. Manages to get it. Oh, oh but DDP scrambles his way to the bottom rope and breaks the count almost immediately. Oh, breaks the submission attempt almost immediately. And the crowd go absolutely fucking mental for it. So, you know, the crowd are invested. They want, they want, this is what they want to see. You know, they want to see the best that WSW has to offer. We want to have a, a good, nice, clean contest, guys, you know, and a nice finish. No shenanigans, thank you very much. DDP picks himself up. He didn't come out here tonight with a WWE title belt. Yeah, uh, only because it's on the line. <laughs> yeah, that would be very embarrassing if you'd have forgotten that. <laughs> DDP, you win. Um, oh, shit. <sighs> Turn your US title upside down. <laughs> DDP, he got Sting, sleeper. Managed to roll out of it, though. Oh, both men looking for a hitlock takedown, but both men blocked it. DDP with a swing and neck breaker goes for the cover. A sting manages to kick out. Oh, and every big move being met with huge ovation. Diamond car, no. Sting made sure he avoided that one. That's how easy it could be. And, and, you know, this is the type of match that I don't mind if there's not a lot of moves because, you know, so you don't have to do a lot. They're invested anyway. Yeah. And every big move does matter. Oh, both men are certainly loved by the crowd. It's got to be a 50-50 split. Cool, Sting been away for so long, and now he's come back, thrust back into the main event scene. Beats Scott Hall uncensored to retain the title, so you wonder who's next in line. Or, like I said, will DDP walk away with the WWE title here tonight? Well, James, you say who's next. That's exactly, yeah. But he's still not really had a massive challenges yet, has he, Bill Goldberg? But DDP! Oh, some sort of inverted tombstone face buster type manoeuvre. Goes for the cover, but Sting managing to kick out. Oh, yeah. Well, that took a lot out of him. Now Paige going to wear down Sting for a little bit. The crowds are on their feet. Sting managing to fight out of that submission hold, and he might be getting into this. No, Paige cuts him off, backs him up in the corner. Oh, but Sting drops Paige face first into the turnbuckle, manages to get some separation between the two. Now Sting trying to get his breath back. Paige has been on him past couple of minutes. Sting looking for a clothesline. Paige ducks it, but Sting catches him on the second time round and drops him to the mat. Going for the cover. I don't think it was going to get the job done. Oh, no, that was close. Was Nick Patrick helping DDP get his shoulder up? Yeah, I I think see so. his hands slide in and lift him up. Well, Nick Patrick's basically this time he... Gets a senior official. So he's probably helping call in the match as much as anybody in there. We saw Paige a minute ago just talking to him. <laughs> but now Sting, whose face paint, this is how much of a great match this is. He's already wasted away, really. Yeah, he's sweating his face paint off. He's got Paige in a sleeper. Gets him down onto the canvas, and Paige's shoulders are down as well. 
Managing to get him up. DDP, for the second time, his shoulders dropped to the canvas, but managing to get him sh- his shoulders up at two. Two. So despite him like having this long move in, Page is still just as hyped up as he was. So yep. basically completely ineffective. Well, or maybe it's just the heart and determination of the people's champion. One last rush of adrenaline to get up the most important match of his life. For life. For life. Page is up, elbows to Sting. Oh, oh but Sting catches Page and takes him down. And now Sting Irish whip. Reversal sends Page uh, sends Sting stern and first into the top turnbuckle. Belly to belly slam. Can he get the victory? One, two. Oh. But Sting managing to kick out. Uh. I think Sting's going to win this one. And Page though wants to win. Trying to pile drive him against Sting, though. Powers him up. Drops yeah. him down. Lovely back body drop by Sting. And Paige up and responding with a big right hand. Sting returning it in kind. Now the yay-nay punches and Sting winning the exchange. One last big shot. Knock him down. But Paige straight back up again to his credit. Drops him face first. Sting getting a bit of momentum. Second time he drops him face first into the mat. DDP keeps getting straight back up. Third time for Sting. Page doesn't get back up as quickly. And now Sting's going to take a chance. Go up to the top. Oh, oh but Page managing to get his knees up. Someone's thrown a lighter into the ring. He looks like a... <laughs> knees up by Page. Knees up, Mother Brown. There's a great reversal and Sting's all the air out of his body now. Both bent down. In the centre ring, this could go either way. Whoever gets up first is definitely going to have an advantage. Oh, Sting's up first. Page pulls himself up, drags Sting into the corner. That's punching away at Sting, lefts and rights, looking for a diamond cutter, but Sting holds on to the top rope. Third time, Scorpion death drop. One, two, three. Oh, my God, what a finish that was then. Oh my god, what a match, and still WSW champion Sting, but what a challenger Paige was there, so close, nearly hitting the diamond cutter, three attempts, but maybe, do you know what I mean, Paige gave, was too excitable in this one, maybe yeah. should have taken a breath. it doesn't look like Sting's done, he's getting Paige up to his feet. Oh no. Propping him in the corner. Well, WSW title, Sting doing the, uh, the diamond cutter sign even. Yes, that was out of mutual respect to DDP. And both men embrace in the middle of the ring. DDP knows the better man won. And he drops him with a diamond card. <laughs> but it's good to see. And this is what WCW could offer. What do you think of the match, Dan? It wasn't terrible. It's it's not your, your classic five-star match. But, you know, both men put it all in. And a lot of respect to both of them. And, you know, you can see there, was, there would have been a difficult choice to either, you know, go over to Raw... And watch that or stay on Nitro. Yeah, but I, f- I think they delivered for what it was. And uh, we do move on now. And up next is Nitro Girls. Yes, and the Nitro Party winner announced, and it's some twat. Yeah. That's not his natural name, but it's just some goon. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's some twat. Yeah, he's French. It's uh, quite a nice name. Some twat. Some twat. Um, yeah, so 8 to 11 Nitro airs, and 9 to 11 is raw. So like we said, with the first hour, this is why they were trying to give us so much information. And that's why maybe some first hours have not been so great. Indeed, yes. Uh, and the next match is Big Rick Fuller versus the Total Picage Lex Luger. Flexing. 
Luger power moves. Flex. Awful. Flex. Luger beaten down. Flex. Comeback. Flex. Torch fans. Fans absolutely love the rack. Flex. And the next match is an Eddie match, and it is versus Kaz Hayashi. Yeah, okay. He wants to. He wants to show Chavo how to be a Guerrero. And uh, Chavo is wearing the Eddie is my favourite t-shirt again. you got to love Eddie Guerrero, haven't you? Yes, and uh, he tells Chavo to get the rope. Instead, hops over. Yes, which, again, it's just fucking brilliant by Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Eddie in control early, catches Kaz with a drop kick after attempting a moonsault. So Kaz trying his best. Now we're going to see how he fares now. Picks him up, slams him down. Explode him. And the thing I love about Eddie, so quick to get into the cover as well. But Kaz Hayashi, you can't count him down, can you? Well, I mean, and Eddie points, and I've got the brains. This sucks, I'm missing Raw. There's a sign in the crowd. He's <laughs> 44. Eddie, oh, go for the German. Kaz lands on his feet. Kaz now Hurricane Runner and drops Eddie Guerrero on the outside. He was trained by Ultimo Dragon. Ooh. WCW from 97 to 2001 as a jobber and a comedy character. And you, we talked about earlier about having a Japanese, you know, Eddie saying the, the guy he's face is better. The guy who Chavo faced, taught the guy Eddie's facing. Oh, drop kick by Kaz. Very intelligent by Eddie. Grabs the bottom rope to stop the free count. You know, Kaz picking up Eddie. Oh. Back body drop. Of course, he done a commentary now. Having a go at the Guerreros. Here comes Kaz off the top. Oh. <laughs> well, Kaz coming with a drop kick, but he catches him in a back break. A very smart by Eddie. Very innovative move. Well, easy for you to say, Dan. And now he's Irish ripping Kaz. Oh. A tilt a well backbreaker from Eddie. And Eddie Guerrero, I mean, you talk about great wrestlers. What he he does this, he makes it look easy. You know, it it's it's a thing of beauty. Going for the snap suplex, maybe blocked by Kaz Hayashi. Turns it into one of his own. No, Eddie counters it into a snap suplex of his own, and he stamps his foot on his spinning his body round. Well, it's not nice, but it's legal, and it's effective. And now he's got Kaz, gets the ropes, he's calling Chavo over. Telling him this is how you beat someone up. <laughs> well, fair play to Eddie. Proving a point. Pump, handle, backbreaker. One, two, oh. But Hayashi manages to kick out. Uh, to um, his credit, though, Kaz show toughness there, get the shoulder up. Huge Eddie sucks chance. But Eddie doesn't care, he's placing Kaz on the top rope. Is he looking for a superplex? Oh. Oh, lands it. <clears throat> well, what's after that? He could go for the cover, but... He's going to go for the frog splash. Taking his time. Goading to the fans. Oh. One, two, three. Well, this is how Aguero gets the job done. You can't dispute that, can you? I mean, Eddie Guerrero is just brilliant, isn't he? He is. He's absolutely great. And now he wants Chavo to lift his arm. And the dragon's come out here to check on Kaz. Oh! Eddie just slapped Chavo. Are you going to let him shoulder barge me? You're going to let him disrespect the Guerrero name? Show him what you're made of, Chavo. And the crowd want Chavo to tell Eddie to shut up. That's not going to work. No, he opened. And he says, come on, Chavo. 
on the back of the t-shirt of Chavo, it says cheat to win, which would be a Guerrero family motto as well. Lie, cheating and stealing, but Eddie shows what it's like to be a Guerrero and the tension's building between uncle and nephew. Up next. So we see a Bret Hart video. Yes, he is still part of the company. Yes, and he's they're doing nothing with him. What about the Hogan feud? Is he t- still taking out the NWO brick by brick? Oh, I don't know about that, but we hear the NWO music. And it's James's favourite, Conan. Yeah, and we get a video on K-Dog. He is shit. Orderly, arriba la raza. Versus Prince Ikea, or if I spell check, it's to believe, if spell check is to be believed, Prince Useless is what came up. Well, well, Prince tries, but Conan's awfulness brings him down. Yeah, bringing him down, bringing me down, man. Conan uses lots of terrible submissions. Well, this match is too long. Yeah, I mean, two and a half minutes, I'm not happy. Uh, Heenan replaces Larry, so at least I can laugh at Heenan's jokes. Yes, and... Uh, Oh, I'd be watching Raw right now. Yeah, I would be watching Raw. But w- well, after be after being beaten up, Prince Northern lights Conan for a shock win. Oh, back for the break, and it's Jericho WCW Monday Night Jericho. I mean, all cocky and bad. Look at him smirking. He hasn't got a cigarette in his gob, James. He's just got a smile upon his face. Disco tosses salad. It's a sign. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Right, so Jericho's coming out. He's, he's been great, isn't he? Jericho Holics, Monday Night Jericho. It's all the stuff we know and love. He's being our hero here. Uh, but he gets interrupted by Lenny... Lan- Larry. Larry Lane. He said, no, it's Lenny. Because basically uncensored, like we say, Lenny was told by Jericho if he was to dress up like Jericho to strap Malenko, he would pay him $1,000. Jericho, being the upstanding man, is going to pay him the money back, isn't he, Dan? Well, Jericho claims he wants his money because he can't wear that ring gear again because he can't get the smell out of it. And he says, no, you owe me $1,000. And he's saying, let me have it. Give it to me. Let me have it. Yeah. So let's see if Jericho gets it. Oh. Well, Jericho gets something and it's a slap round the face and the referee rings the bell for the match to start. Well, Jericho hasn't even got his title belt off yet. Oh. High back body drop from Lane to Jericho, and the referee just takes the belt off of Chris. <laughs> and Larry Lane here it might upset the odds. Oh, no. Runs into Jericho's boot. Good. Oh. oh Randy Orton esque. <laughs> Nowhere near as good as Randy Orton. Yeah, right. Much better than Randy Orton. Oh, Larry Lane now. Gonna try leapfrog. Oh. No, Jericho hitting him with a spinning heel kick, nips his way back up to his feet. And the confidence flowing through Jericho. As he kicks him in the face. Backbreaker there by Y2J. And now Jericho's going to finish him off. He's going to hit him. Oh, no. Lane rolls through with a cover. Jericho reverses. uh, Manages to get out. Oh, he's going to go for Skull Crushing Finale. That's it. It's over. Two. Oh. Oh, but Jericho managing to kick out. Oh. How the hell did he get the shoulder up from that? And he's turning to a minute as well, isn't he? Flexing away. Flex Luger. Flex Luger. Now Lane, he wants the cruiserweight title. Now he's not interested in the money. Lane go for leapfrog, gets caught by Jericho. Alabama slam. Oh, Ryan my. Tamer's locked in deep. Jesus Christ, look at us turning that. 
Lenny Lane taps out and Jericho with the victory. Oh, and that type of stuff there makes Jericho look good, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, that this is it. Or even not in Jericho's type, but if you're looking for how to build up uh, upcoming wrestlers and what to give them, stuff like that, if you're a heel, cause you, it means you get the job done at the end of the day and you still have the kind of, you know, I, I think it works well. Anyway, we're on to the third hour, Dan. And we get fireworks. Yeah, and and what we, else do we get? Oh, That's almost the, as regular as fireworks, it, or even more regular it's than more regular, fireworks. Yeah. The NWO music. It's Hogan, Bish, and Nash. Well, what would it be without a Hogan and Bish promo? Yeah, well, they talk about the giant, and he has... Oh, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's the next match. Yeah, it's, there's a match up coming up. It was meant to be Giant and Nash, but now Hogan's coming out here. No entrance music. As in WWE as singles, he never come out of entrance music. Do you know that? Well, the Giant. Yeah, the Giant never came out of entrance wow. music. Anyway, Tony tells us this is a handicap match now. Well, Tony says because they won two years ago and they can do this. Um, what? Yeah, so it means because at Bash of the Beach 96, when it all first happened, apparently into their contracts... They could make matches like this, but two years ago, and everything that's gone down since, like the debacle with Starcade, if NW had this power, why not just make a title match for them? Why have this struggle? Do you know what I mean? If it's so easy for them yeah. to make matches. But the Giant has accepted, so this is going to be, unfortunately, a handicap match, <laughs> which will probably end in a double disqualification with the NW coming out. But hey, let's just see what happens first. I smell <laughs> bullshit from time. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Because if anyone's going to go back and check, or well, they can't at this point. No. And Hogan now pushing a giant. Looking to shoulder barge him, but the giant doesn't even budge. Hogan falls flat on his back. The giant, one of those guys who you see, and you're like, oh my God, that is different. You know, there is nothing like him around at the moment. I know he's in the ring with Hogan and Nash, but just the kind of looking towards the future as well. Now, Colin over top, and Hogan's gonna, Hollywood's gonna try and pick up the giant. The giant reverses it, picks him up, slams him down. The giant's saying, bring it on. The giant's certainly not backing down from these two uh, behemoths in the wrestling world. They're arguably the two toughest members of the NWO here. And the giant is not phased at all. Look at that, breaking the uh, hand of Hollywood. Oh, and a big chop across the chest. It'll cave in the chest of a normal man. But Hollywood still managing to fight back. Oh, kick to the midsection. We see What's a, that security Yeah, that's that, that say. Police around, maybe. Security around ringside. Yeah, because he's going to stop the NWO <laughs> coming down and joining in this match, isn't he? Maybe he'll stop the lighters coming in. And <laughs> boot up in the corner. But a giant Hogan gets sent to the outside. Bischoff making sure Hogan's all right. Kevin Ash coming round and... Uh, also checking on Hogan. Thought he was giving him a little massage then, make sure he's okay. Is that all right? Is he like that? A bit lower. <laughs> a little bit lower into the front. The giant wants Kevin Nash. Nash says, your time will come, I'll break you. Hogan with a knee to the midsection and some big right hands is rocking the giant. And he's biting the head of the big show. How are we meant to believe those awful right hands can have any impact? Giant low, picking up Hogan. Oh, a big backbreaker. Indeed, and Nash is nothing but a spectator at this point. That's all he wants to be. You know, we know he takes the easy way out. One-on-one with a giant. I think Giant's got his number. 
But Nash realises this well, so he's going to hide behind everybody. Hogan, Bischoff, Brian Adams, Scott Hall, Scott Norton, Buff Bagwell. Vincent. Vincent, Conan. Dusty Rose. Dusty Rose, baby. And now old Nash wants to tag. He's grown a pair of cojones. Hogan saying, Nash is going to break you. Here comes Kevin Nash. The Battle of the Giants is why Piper made the match. Big sexy steps over the top rope. Now the two Giants tie up in the middle of the... Now Giant, I think, winning that exchange of power, sending Nash all the way back. And a distraction from Hogan allows Nash to get the upper hand. And Kevin Nash wailing away on the Giant. Big rights to Paul White. Irish whip. Oh, and follows up with a big splash. I think the ring might have moved. Oh, Giant reversing him. Oh, and they've moved it back to its original position. <laughs> and now he's got a hold of Kevin Nash's head. Big headbutt. A giant headbutt. And big sex in trouble. Those kicks might have internal bleeding now. Oh, and Hogan in. Both men working away on the giant. And the referee doing absolutely nothing about it. This is probably written into their contract that they can. Just oh, of do what course, I want. yeah. It's like, well, Bischoff, why don't you get in there and help and beat him yeah. up? Yeah. But the giant, though, ooh! Fights both men off. An impressive power there. Sends them scurrying across the ring. And then they're both asking for mercy. Oh, have mercy. Giant Scott Kevin Nash. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> And that groan tells you one thing, ladies and gentlemen. The disciples that have been trying to hit that stunner on the giant. Bischoff is hitting him with ninja kicks. To no effect. And now he's got Bischoff. Choke slams <laughs> Eric Bischoff. And he gets dragged out of the ring by the rest of the NWO. That is terribly awful. Well, how many times have we seen this happen in a match? Oh, Giant, oh, that is a big fucking a Giant burger. At least he knew it and he got it out. Well, the Giant there just laid out Bischoff. But again, still no real answer and ending to this. And the world's skinniest referee. <laughs> With the world's largest athlete. Up next, James, we have Nitro yeah, Girls. Nitro Girls. And the next match is for the TV title. It is Benoit versus Booker T. So, after awful main event, guys wrestling, they shoot... What the fuck am I putting there? They give us this. Oh, yeah. So, after awful main event, guys wrestling, they give us this, which is Booker versus Benoit for the TV title. Yes, and uh, again, pointing out, Benoit has never won a singles gold in WCW or ECW to this point. And both men respectful start, know what the other one has to offer, sizing each other up. Of course, with the TV title on the line, can Benoit accomplish his dreams? Here tonight. Booker T, for his worth, he was actually quite a good wrestler. Yeah. And then he went to King Booker and he just turned into a dick. Test of strength, Benoit's down, his head's touching the mat, but manages to fight his way back up. Booker T breaks it. Oh, and a lovely kick there to Benoit. <coughs> Sends him down to the mat. Picks up the crippler, Irish whip now. Oh, hits him with a lovely lariat. Booker T's on fire. And I'm not just talking about his trunks. Well, Booker T... One of the most improved guys in WCW 1998 with the TV title, but Benoit... Well, Booker T was looking for his spinning heel kick. Benoit held on to the rope. Has a little tie-up with Booker. 
Let's see if we can get the better one. Have one. Benoit now. Oh! Folds up Booker T with a overhead suplex, belly to back. The referee checking on Booker. Might have broke his neck there. Oh, no, better not. Well, Benoit, Booker and the sleeper. Booker T managing to fight out of it, though. But Benoit in control. Just slowing things down. Doesn't want Booker to pick up a pace. Got him on the ropes now, just chopping away. Last week, Booker, Benoit looking in great shape. And so is Booker T. Can you dig that, sucker? Booker T going up top. Benoit quick to his feet, though. Cuts Booker T off. As Booker T's perched on the top rope, he's uh, getting some chops. Benoit looking for a superplex. Oh, hits it. Can't quite capitalise into a cover, though. That's how quick Booker T is. You see him hit the kick, then the spinner Rooney getting back to his feet. He's got so much energy. Benoit going to close line. Booker dodged it. Standing switch, belly to back. Benoit holds on. He's relentless. He's like a pit bull. I know you want me. Oh, no. Third German. Benoit's trying to recover. Can he drape an arm across? Benoit helping Booker T up. Oh, but Booker T, spine buster. Kind of a last result for Booker T there. Both men down and drained of energy. Booker T managing to drape an arm across, but Benoit kicks out. Uh-huh. And Booker pulling Benoit up by his hair. Big forearms, but Benoit responds with a chop. Irish whip, looking for the axe kick. Benoit ducks it, and Booker T lands over the top rope. And that might be the mistake that Bell is on. Win the TV title. Booker struggling. How much energy has Benoit got left in his body? Lovely Northern Lights suplex, but Booker gets shoulder up at two. Two. But you can see in his eyes how tired he is. This is not about winning. This is just about surviving at this moment. A yay and a punches in the middle of the ring. Both men going toe-to-toe. Up the game, exchanging chops, and the bell's rung. I didn't oh. see anyone get a victory. Well, the crowd booing as well. They're not happy about this. It is a TV time limit draw. Ten minutes, Dan. That was never ten minutes. That wasn't ten minutes. Uh, but what do you think of the match, though? I thought it was a bloody good match yeah. between these two. It's annoying that they give us such shit main event style matches and we've got the wrestling talent here, haven't we, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Well, all the WCW matches we've seen... Have been great. Sting versus DDP was a good match. These two, bloody good match. Jericho, that was a good match. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so we've got the talent. It's just unfortunately the main event ones. It's just non-existent, you know. Yeah. So anyway, we get. End- Speaking of which, we get NWO music. Oh yay! Heading with Rude, who left Brett Lane, faces Bulldog. Uh, Rude joins commentary, replaces Tanay. Henning and Bulldog exchange, and Davey takes over. Rude lifts commentary table as we go for a break. And Bulldog looking for a running power slam. Hits it, but Rude interferes, causing a DQ. Rude handcuffs Bulldog to the top rope and beat the shit out of him for a good three minutes. Until Brett comes Yeah, out. so Brett's in the back and he's like, nah, he, he can do a couple of minutes more. I'll beat the shit out of him a bit. Well, Heenan says they're in the best shape of their lives. But all three men died within five years of this. Yeah. So Rick Rude in 1999 with a heart attack. Bulldog in 2002 with a heart attack. And Kurt Henning in 2003 with, can you guess it at home, a heart attack. So a very depressing <laughs> we say that, but 
you know, Heenan, they're not in the best shape because they're serious drug addicts, you know, all three Indeed, men here. yes. Crack and coke. Yeah, it just everything goes. They've handcuffed Bulldog to the top rope here. Assaulting him, wait a minute. Brett comes out for the save. I don't think it really was a match of just a setup and Brett laying out Rick Rude. Now he's got Henning. Snapmare takedown and just wows away with a punches to the head of Henning. And the last time we saw Brett was getting laid out by Rude and Henning. Maybe he's not finished with them yet. Well, he's going to be taking uh, the NW out brick by brick. Oh, my God. He's got a sharpshooter locked in. Henning is tapping, but it's not a match. And guess who comes for the save? Oh, it's Brian Adams, part of the NWO. Where's the rest of them then? Well, Brett just knocking his shit out of him. Oh, we go. Here goes Here's Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Here's... <laughs> Scott Norton down. Oh, he doesn't even get into the ring. Vincent's up again. Conan's up again. They're both down as quickly as they got up. And then the main guys, or well, in this case, Rude and Henning, get out of harm's way. Bulldog gets saved by Bret Hart. The crowd love it. Yeah, you do, Bret. You know what it's like to get screwed. Survivor Series. <clears throat> so Bret's saying he's going to become Batman. <laughs> Batman. I'm Batman. I'm oh, Brit man. <laughs> Fighting justice. And he hasn't got a Robin, he's got a bull. So we'll see what happens with this super team here. Uh, but the fans do love Brett. They do. And this is the thing, they want Bret Hart to do well in WWE. The fans want something new. They want to see him go against all this great talent. And yet, they're, they're doing... We've seen Henning versus Brett before. We haven't seen other, you know what I mean, other stuff in WWE. It's just, I just don't know. But anyway, Dan, what's the most important number right now? 59 and 0. And is it how long WWE ratings? No. No? Is it how long... How many months James gone without sex? <laughs> Fucking hell, years. Is it how many days Bret Hart's been in WWE? No. No? What is that number, Dan? Well, it is the length of Bill Goldberg's streak. 59. <laughs> sure, sorry, I didn't mean to write. I weren't sure what you're going to say then. But look, first interaction with the NWO, Goldberg. Two of them. Norton tries beating him down. Spears him after making a stave for Rick Steiner. So Goldberg's first interaction with the NWO. He's getting involved in the crowd. Absolutely love it. But like you said, Dan, 59 and 0. Here tonight, can it become... 60 and oh and he's going against one of my favourites Dan we saw him in Controversial Characters Part 2 it's a renegade the <laughs> ultimate renegade <laughs> and look at him there he is giving up on himself here what does he have to say Dan he says he knows how to beat this man and he guarantees he guarantees it's going to be in for the renegade Look, I, I believe him, all right? I'm, I'm just going to say, is that kid crying? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. But Goldberg is in the house. And the most intense man in sports entertainment today. So what do you reckon? 30, 40 seconds? Like I said, the most intense man. Look how many signs are there for now, Bill Goldberg, in the crowd. They are excited to see him. But, I mean, Goldberg had a perfect opportunity, the gimmick... Uh, the perfect storyline here, Goldberg beating every member in NWO, taking them out, leading up to Hogan. Do you know what I mean? What a great yeah. storyline that could have been. But we're not focusing on what they did wrong, focusing on what they did right. Renegade said he's going to beat Goldberg easily. 
Oh. Handspring back elbow from Renegade. Credit. Goldberg just comes out of the corner and spears him in. Referee's like, you dickhead, Renegade. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no, I wanted more. That's not fair. He jacks him up. <laughs> hammers him down. Oh. One, two, three. Yeah, you said about 35 seconds, didn't you? So, I suppose. <laughs> I don't even think it was that long. <laughs> But are you starting to see why I was such, or am such, a big yeah. fan of Goldberg? It's one of the best things on Nitro that they've got at the moment. Uh, is Goldberg coming out and just destroying everybody in sight? You know, it's a fantastic thing to see. I think Goldberg's busted his eye up on uh, maybe Renegades. No, he headbutts the door on his way out. You'll see that happening later and later. <laughs> headbutt it a couple of times. To the way he just took out Renegade. Yeah, he just gets so intense, he just starts bleeding for no reason. Yeah, that's how tough he is. (coughs) But yeah, I'm hoping to see a lot more of Goldberg. I hope WWE's him right. This streak's got a lot of potential. Surely they can't fuck it up. Well, cattle prod says they will. (laughs) So it's main event time, Dan. Something we will be looking forward to. How great is this match going to be? Macho Man Randy Savage versus Rowdy Roddy Piper, eh? Two men in their prime. So we've seen the Macho Man coming out here. He is ready for action against the rowdy one. Rowdy Roddy Piper. So, I don't know if I've ever asked you, what are your thoughts on Rowdy Roddy Piper? Have we ever talked about it? I know we had the tribute episode about him, but like... Yeah, um, yeah, I thought he he, he was certainly a different wrestler. Uh, no, I, I did enjoy watching him. I think he's, you know, he's a bloody good character. Well, one of these things I'm hoping to do one day, I mean, in a few years' time after the Attitude Era and stuff, is going back and focus on the history of wrestling and looking at these guys. I think Rowdy Piper is one of like Rowdy Rowdy, Rowdy Piper is one of those guys kind of tra- transcended the wrestling business because he was fantastic on the mic. Yeah, he was a good worker as well. Don't get me wrong, but it was his kind of confidence and attitude backstage that kind of stood out. He stood. He stood up. To Vincent Mann, he stood up to other people with Hogan and stuff. You know, he didn't want to lose to Hulk Hogan back in the when Hogan was his biggest in the eighties. You know, yeah, I just like uh, Piper's char- character. You yeah. know, he was like a unhinged, crazy, just a, a mad wrestler. Well, both of you talk about mad. The macho madness is here in the ring with uh, Roddy Piper. And, yeah, you couldn't get two more crazy wrestlers, could you? And Piper just kicks off Liz. Go straight after the Macho Man. Yeah, Piper gives Liz a foot. I'm sure she's had a few feet in her time. So this is the main event, and Roddy Piper, an icon in his own right, going against Macho. Now he's got the belt. Oh, my God, he's whipping him. So how long do you reckon this match will go before the NWO come out and attack Piper? About five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the moment, this is an all-out brawl. Piper... Takes Macho down with a belt. Yes, he's making good use of the uh, the belt there. Close on in Savage with it. I suppose he's allowed to, bit like the NWO can make their own rules. You know, Piper can make his own rules as well. So anybody can do what they want, basically, in WCW. So if NWO, i.e. Savage, can make their own rules and Piper can make his own rules, then can Savage's rules counteract Piper's or can Piper's counteract Savage's? Well, or? exactly. And then you put Raven in there and all of a sudden... <laughs> you get a Raven's, Piper's, Savage's rules match. Yeah. You wouldn't know what the flock's going on. But Piper does take off his kilt but Macho pulls him outside. Bounces... Oh, goes to bounce his head off Barry Cade. 
So you've got the rowdy one versus the madness one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Piper threw him in there because the fan was a bit of a dickhead and he just wanted Pacho yeah. <laughs> to get him in? Throws him in, throws him out. Now he's got the protective ring mats. And how thin are those protective ring mats? Well, them ring mats are actually wafer thin, mm. James, and Piper's uh, moving them so he can actually get the exposed concrete floor. Yeah, this week it's not a helicopter moving the ring mats. It's Rowdy Roddy Piper. And now, he, oh my God, what's he going to do? Pile drive him. Oh, but Miss Elizabeth from behind rakes the nails down the back of Piper. Well, I think if she's raked him, he could he can rake her now. That's that's a bit too much for Telly James. Oh, rake, 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 rake! rake. Well, he's got her by the hair. Well, it's it's, it's not yet. Force her down onto his onto her knees. He's going to kiss her. Oh my! He's raping her mouth. He is kissing her, and she's kissing him back. Yeah, she is. She actually kissed him back there. I saw her mouth moving. <laughs> I saw her lips moving. Macho <laughs> takes Piper out from behind. Look at the cuts down Piper's back. Fucking hell. He let her lay it in then. No wonder he raped her mouth. Yeah, I think she enjoyed it. Macho, anybody that touches Liz, he'll be furious if he's going to slam him down. Look, Piper's got a sleeper locked in, though. Oh, oh. Oh, hang on a minute. Everyone's gone down there. Elizabeth's Especially Liz, yeah. <laughs> oh. So Liz went down the outside, referee's checking, and then Macho hit a jawbreaker on Piper. So I would say NWO now. The referee's like, how many things have I got up? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't know I was numb down there. <laughs> Hogan's here. Beats the ref. And it was five minutes until <laughs> Pi- uh, the NWO. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and now the bat, which is banned... And Hogan wants Nash to hit Macho. No, what are you doing? <clears throat> Don't hit Piper. Oh. oh, now there's a shoving match between Hogan and Nash. The first time we've ever seen this. They're meant to be teaming up. Hogan's swinging for the fences and misses. Steen comes out with a bat of his own. And his bat's bigger than Hogan's. And Nash saying, you sort Hogan out. One man's got a bat, one man's got a hat, and one man's crazy. Oh, and Macho Man attacks Sting from behind, leaving Piper to fend for himself against Nash and Hogan. NWO wins again, then, I suppose. Great. Or do they? That <laughs> bounced off Piper's head. <laughs> Look at them throwing rubbish in the ring. Where the fuck is the giant? There he is. We're here. And he, the giant has cleared the ring of the NWO. And now he's got two bats. They look like chopsticks in his hands. Yeah, right? he just ripped it apart. And Sting floors matches. Oh my God, so apparently WCW are in charge at this moment in time. And the giant passing the bats off to Piper and to Sting. <laughs> Pacho ran past them. And, and then, then come back and then he's getting chased off by him. Yeah, that made sense, yeah. And where's Liz? She got taken. I don't know where Liz has gone. But it's Giant Sting and Piper here. I mean, Dan, what do you thought of this episode of Nitro? Um, all the parts where there was no NWO is bloody brilliant. But every match that involved NWO, it's seeming to be a pattern emerging and it's starting to get really fucking annoying now. Yeah, I mean, what they got is good. And what what they well is good, and what they do bad is just bad, you know. I, 
It's terrible. Terrible. So we've seen four nitros and four uh, raws now, so we're just going to do the ratings that are head-to-head. So on the uh, the 2nd of March, 1998, they're all in blue. That is fantastic. But I guess the ones that are winning, yeah. So Raw got a 3.8 that night. And uh, Nitro got a 4.8. Yeah, so a million more people tuning in to Nitro than there were Raw. On the 9th of March, uh, 3.6 million people tuned into Raw. And Nitro got a 4.9 million. Uh, 16th of March, 3.16, Raw was on a Tuesday night, so the rating doesn't count. And Nitro got a 5.1. So considering people weren't watching Raw, it was only up a couple from the previous week. So, yeah. you know, you would have thought maybe it would be a monster one. With Raw back, they scored what they did a couple of weeks previously. This is a go-home show, 3.6 rating as well. And a 4.6 for Nitro. So, like I say, but the week before Mania, this show got over a million people more. Did it deserve to have it? This is the question that we're going to ask for our five-point system. All right, so we just watched four Nitros, so we're going to run through. We've seen four Nitros... And four rolls. So we're going to judge it on that. All right, fair enough. And then WrestleMania 14 uh, will be the cherry on top, I suppose, if WF deliver at WrestleMania. But we're just going to talk about it. So we'll start off with Monday Night Raws that we watched. I think that's fair enough, isn't it? So Raw, we'll talk about the roster, the state of Raw. The state of Raw's roster in March 1998. Dan, um, what, what are your thoughts and what's your score out of five? My thoughts are that, you know, they had the numbers there, but it was kind of what they're going to turn into, you know, like the pre-anticipation of what they're going to become. Like, you know, The Undertaker, I know he was the phenom. He had been around for eight years now. It's kind of, you know, it's... I think he's probably the best character of there. You know, you've got the early beginnings of the Austin era. You've got the early beginnings of the DX-style Shawn Michaels. Um, you know, thrown into that, the cane, the rock, Cactus Jack, you know, they're all uh, turning into something great. You know, their talent might not be 100%, i.e., you know, with uh, the likes of Austin, the rock's greatest of in-ring performers. Um, but, you know, I think their character more than makes up for that. Yeah, I agree. So what's your what's your score? My score is... I'm going to have to go with... A three and a half. Um, make it nice and easy when I add up. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Austin, Yeah, like you said, Austin's good, Untaker's good. But for every Austin, Untaker, Michaels we have, we have the DOA, we have the Truth Commission, we have uh, the NWA thing going on at this moment in time, we've got the headbangers. The, the, the standard of wrestling ain't the greatest, and it's partly, in fact, because the roster's not as great. Even the Outlaws not been... That, they're not that great in ring. The hardcore skits are good and stuff, but yeah. so I'm gonna have to look how good the, the roster is now, and I'm gonna say a three out of five for me. That's fair. Like I said, there's a lot of potential there, and in a few months' time, we'll see that blossom, won't we? You know, most definitely, yeah. So up next, the, the, the promos and stuff, and I'll start this off because I think the promos and the, just kind of build up and raw in in general, it's better than we've seen. On Nitro, it's like they brought the WrestleMania 14 packages for Austin and Michaels that we saw uh, were were miles above anything that has been in WSW. So for that, I got to highly recommend it. The build-up has been phenomenal. The the opening titles and stuff and explaining what's been happening 
I think Raw's got Nitro beaten down there, so I'm going to give that a, a strong four out of five for me. Yeah, you know, as, as you hit the nail on the head with the promos, they build towards things too much. They don't keep wrestlers too busy. You know, it's it's just one feud at a time with the WWE. You know, there may be other slight points going into things and that, but, you know, with where you got the breaking down of uh, the nation, but you've also got Rock's feud with Ken Shamrock, you know, so it's kind of like keeping the Rock a bit busier and... Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that, and I'm going to have to go with four for the promos as well. All right, so that's promos and rosters done. Uh, so what about matches? What do you think of the the, the style of the, the wrestling? Because it's good and bad, isn't it, really? But on Raw, what do you um, reckon? The match quality isn't as good, but you don't get as many hokey finishes. So I'm going to have to give that one a three. I, I've got to be really negative about Raw at the moment. It's like we are getting a bit of some weird finishes to matches on Raw. I know not as many as we have on Nitro, but like just the quality of it is they're not good matches I've watched this month. You know, it's, there's been nothing. The best match probably has been Rock versus Austin, the last Raw. Yeah. Everything else has been difficult. So I'm, I'm going to give that a, a two. A. All right, settings. Again, Raw, for me, it's a little bit basic. You know, I'd I want maybe a little bit more. They've still yet to add the, the kind of black barricade that goes round and uh, tighten things up a little bit. I, I don't know. It's just that I'm not a big fan of that kind of Raw entrance, to be fair. Uh, I'm going to give that a... How should I be fair? To be fair, to be fair. I'll give that two and a half out of five. Um, yeah, with with the setting, it is it is kind of a basic setting. You know, it's the same one that they pack up and ship all the way around the world, you know, or to all their different arenas. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's not even got any life to it. I, you know, there's even the ring apron, and that's basic. The ring mats, you know, the ring itself. And, you know, it is all just too basic. So I'm going to give that a two. All right. So finally for you, your overall rating of what you've seen from Raw this month. Out of 10... What is the over, what's the overall rating of you? So you don't uh, go so not what the overall what's the rating for you? And the then we'll, the rating at ten, and then we'll add all those numbers together and get an overall point score and how many they get. Okay. Um. Well, my rating it's you know the way they're building up the matches I think is brilliant. You know they're they're building into things. You know with. The unveiling of Mike Tyson being a newest member of the DX. Uh, the way that even like the older wrestlers like Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie going against the new guns in the New Age Outlaws. Um, but you know, it's kind of hampered by Kerrigan. Kerrigan. <laughs> and, you know, like wrestlers like that. Um, but when it's good, it's great. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to give that a great eight. Great, eight out of fair for rating out of ten. My rating seems really fucking harsh now, uh, so I'm gonna change it quickly. Yeah, uh, I completely echo your sentiments. I was gonna be really harsh with what I've seen, but let me talk. We're building up towards WrestleMania, and the story's put into place. The Austin thing has been really entertaining. So if you look at the just uh, the way the promos and the setup has happened all along, yeah, I'm gonna give that a seven out of ten. All right, so now I've got to calculate your scores. Hang on a second. Bloop, 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 bloop
So these scores were out of 30. So for me, Raw, with roster ratings, promos, matches and settings, scores an 18.5 out of 30. For me. No, for me. For you. For you, you scored 20.5 out of 30 for Monday Night Raw. So that's a really good Raw score. Raw score? Did I work that right? Yeah. Two and eight is ten. Three and four is seven. Twenty, twenty and a half, yeah. So twenty and a half out of thirty. Eight and a half out of thirty for me. So will they beat our Nitro scores? Let's find out now. So we'll do it all over again. So roster tan out of five, what was the roster take on WSW? Well, you know, again, for every Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Booker T and Chris Jericho, you've got You've got, you know, uh, Rick Rude. Um, I know, you know, you've got the, the legend types in Hogan, Savage, Hennig. Um, out of five, for the wrestling quality on the roster, I'm going to have to give it... Three and a half out of five. That's fair enough. Um, we will compare the scores of what we rated for whom afterwards. But I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Just because for every Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Booker T, Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrera, British Bulldog, Kurt Henning, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Sting, Giant, just to sheer size the entire roster. They have hundreds of people at disposal. We've not mentioned Goldberg. We've not mentioned, you know what I mean? Scott Actually, Steiner. Jack up to a four. <laughs> yeah, George yours up to a four. Yeah. Right. I completely discredited Goldberg. I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> If you're listening. I'm yeah, sorry. no, honestly, it's it's fucking brilliant. You know, like I say, the, the sheer size. Of, yes, there's Hogan's, but again, Hogan, Macho, Nash, Savage, Piper, they attract the, maybe the in people like watched it ten years ago. Like, oh fuck, Conan weren't on the roster. That'd have been a five. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, and and Mongo. Um, like I said, they got Nine Heart. They got all the cruiserweights and stuff like that. So I thought it was brilliant. Uh, right, we'll do. I'll do promos next because this one I'm gonna have a go at them. They're non-existent, really. Like, they might have little bits at the start of pay-per-views, but it's all kind of... No, they are existent. They're just existent in the form of NWO. Yeah, exactly. It's all black and white and grainy, and you can't really hear what's going on. And, you know, I'm just not a fan of it, really. The opening titles are probably the best thing that they produce on the uh, TV show. When it comes to even videos, the music is just too loud. Over everything, you know, it's it's just pointless. The production of WF is much better. I'm going to give that two out of five. Well, for the promos, you know, again, despite all the NWO crap, you do get the brilliant zingers from Chris Jericho. You do get, like, you know, the Eddie Guerrero moments. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so I'm not going to be as harsh as you. I'm going to give that a two and a half. Just, for, you know, for the short, you can see... You know, the the start of Chris Jericho, you know, how oh, even all his sayings are there, you know. And, uh, yeah, and for that, because I, I do love Chris Jericho on the mic. He yeah. is great, and he's not a stupid idiot. No, it's true, but that's an exception to the rule, like you say, with Jericho. I, f- I forgot about him. It, but it's like the Mean Gene kind of, we talk about in-ring promos as well, like that in the, the Raw at the moment. Yeah, they do have Michael Cole and Kevin Kelly doing it, but usually it's then the wrestler taking the mic and 
being a cat, you know what I mean, being a cat to himself, as opposed to them being told what to say by the kind of mean Gene Oakley. And Ric Flair. Come on, that Ric Woo! Flair. That Ric Flair promo we saw a couple of nights ago was worth the price of admission alone. Um, so promo for you, what, two and a half, you said, yeah? Two and a half. Yeah, no problem. Matches. For every NWO-based match where the NWO wrestler gets starts to get worked on and then the rest of the NWO comes out, or the NWO B squad, as we call them, you know, they're in the matches and giving false finishes. You're getting a Chris Benoit versus Booker T match. You're getting a Chris Jericho versus Juventude match. You know, the proper zingers. You know, the Eddie Guerrero matches. Yeah. Um, you know, and the way Bill Goldberg's being built, that's how a, an undefeated superstar should be built. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I use the word build, yeah. pardon the pun. You know, they've they've got the WCW style matches down to a T. Even like, you know, the DDP versus Sting match was above par. Yes. You know, but despite that you've still got the W the the NWO matches. I mean, you know, even the B rated squads, like, you know, if they get beaten down then they still they no, lose honestly, the battle yeah. but win the war. The, the the Conan matches and stuff like that, it's just not worth the time on the podcast to... You know, I've wasted my life. I'm not going to waste your guys. You know what I mean? You know, and even even the bad. cat's been performing out of his skin. Yeah, the cat's not been too bad. But what's your what's your score out of five? I'm going to have to give that a three and a half. Dan wasn't falling out of plane then. Uh, he was just shocked because I'd gone three and a half as well. Like you said, it's like a school report. You're doing great, but maybe don't listen to the other boys in class. You know, do your own thing. Like don't, the NWO, just, just sort it out. I know they don't sort it out, and I know it kills the company. That's what's fucked up about this, man. To go back 20 years and seeing what actually happened here. And, and it's true, you know. Uh, settings, I like Nitro setting. I thought the Panama City episode was something really special. And yeah, they probably lost money and they probably paid fans to do it. But it's something different. And this is what wrestling needs nowadays is, is different settings. Think, you know, ideas up. WWE had it in a shopping mall. Now they got it in a swimming pool. I'm cool with that, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's all good. And even the production values with the amount of fireworks and stuff. And the fucking chopper. Get to the chopper. Get to the cho- chopper coming down. Uh, just in, in the normal arenas, just the the look at the stadium, if you were, the arenas are bigger and more impressive. Uh, so I've got to say, that's really important for me. So I'll give that a four out of five. Alongside with the swimming pool thing, you know, it was in the middle of a fucking swimming pool. You know, I, I kind of feel that they haven't quite got the atmosphere that a larger stadium would have, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, it's still good, it's still unique, it's taken it to various different places and I think it looks a lot better as well, you know, and it, it looks more full and, I don't know, it just seems like you can have a bit more fun with it, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. when uh, the giant threw Nash and Hall into the <laughs> pool and, you know, Scott Steiner even went in there at one point. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just the fun you can have with silly little things like that, so... I'm going to give it a four. Four, yeah, no. Like I said, I completely agree with you. Right, now, overall rating, Dan, out of ten. I'm going to have to go with eight. Eight out of ten. Now, that is very interesting, what you've just done there as well. No, it's not. Not anymore. Uh, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so eight out of ten for your rating. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten, just because I'm harsh this month. I'm not happy. Really not happy. 
with the shit that has happened on this episode. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, like I say, uh, the storylines are good, but they've just thrown shit at the wall and seen what sticks. So I give it the same rating I gave Raw. Weirdly enough, Dan, you gave the same rating for Raw as you did uh, Nitro, both 8 out of 10. But overall scores, let me just work this out quickly. So these are about 30. So, Raw, like we said, for me, scored 18 and a half. Nitro, for me, scored 21 out of 30. So Nitro won quite clearly there. A couple of, you know, couple of categories done well. Daniel, overall, Raw was 20 and a half. Your Nitro score is 22 out of 30. So Nitro wins this bump for you Nitro wins for me so Nitro is a big winner that's all good isn't it winner winner chicken dinner winner winner uh, roster three and a half for Raw four out of five for Raw for you rating both eight uh, promo four out of five for Raw two and a half for Nitro matches three for Raw three and a half out of five settings two out of five for Raw no f- yeah four out of five for Nitro so there you go, that's good then. So Nitro does win the battle, the Monday Night Wars, the Monday Night War this month. But let's move on. All right, so pay-per-view buy rates. WSW Uncensored 1998, which was the 15th of March, got 1.1 buy rate, which is quite good. Available in 36,360,133 homes. It drew uh, 399,961,000 buys. WrestleMania, which was held 29th of March 1998, got a 2.3 buy rate. So available in 36,360,133 homes, it got an 836,283 buys. Buy, thanks to basically Mike Tyson being involved. So incredible when you think about 2.3 buy rate when we're averaging out probably about 3.2 people watching the program a week. So the audience invested in it and wanted to actually see the payoff, you know? But, you know, again, that. Even though Raw was completely shadowed by Nitro, at the end of it, where it, where the money actually matters, it completely obliterated it. Yeah, exactly. Mental. To even more WWF now, because it is time for the granddaddy, granddaddy of them all, the showcase of the immortal. It's March, ni- March 29th, 1998, and it is WWE WrestleMania 14. The first temptation is to say that tradition has abandoned WrestleMania. That this grand spectacle, this enticing blend of celebrity and athleticism has been taken hostage by a new generation of rogues. The baddest man on the planet, the toughest SOB, the reigning champion and number one degenerate. These are men determined to write their own destiny. To hell with historians who will pen their tale. But tradition is indeed alive and well. Because after all, despite the brash bravado, it's the allure of World Wrestling Federation gold that has brought these men here tonight. The very belt that immortalized Andre, Hulk, and San Martino. The symbol of excellence that inspired Gorilla Monsoon, the big cat Ernie Ladd, classy Freddie Blassie. A lineage created by Vincent J. McMahon some 50 years ago. So tonight, through sacrifice and pain, 
through breathtaking displays of athleticism that defy mortal boundaries. These men that shun tradition are destined to become part of it. It's WrestleMania, the grandest of spectacles, the showcase of the immortals, a time to revel in the occasion. And somewhere beyond the spotlights, the father of the World Wrestling Federation will revel in it too. And now, WrestleMania. So let's start off. We've just seen the opening promo. Dan, what did you think? Um, yeah, well, they're certainly focusing heavy on the Mike Tyson aspect and the you know the the Austin versus Shawn Michaels match. You know, it, it is all about Michaels versus Austin. Yes, it is. You know, with Flash the Undertaker, talk about the past a little bit with Andre Giant and Freddie Blassie, saying they're in history of it. That's in the past. They're old guys now. That was now. then. That was then. This is now. And it's going to be forever. Exactly. The attitude here is starting off in a big way at WrestleMania 14. JR gives us a welcome and we see the nation coming out here at this moment in time. We're just about to get ready for a 14-man battle royal. A 14-team. 14-team, so royal. you are right about that. So, let's go for the participants. So, we've got the Los Bariquas, which was Sarah Vega and Miguel Perez Jr. We've got Los Bariquas, but Jose Estrada Jr. and Jesus Castillo. The Truth Commission, Recon and Sniper. We've got Bradshaw and Chains. The Nation of Domination, Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. We've just seen come out here. The Nation of Domination, Farouk and Karma Mustafa. The Quebecers, Jacques, uh, Jacques Rougeau and Pierre Quillette. The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. The Headbangers, Mosh and Frasher. Too Much, Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher. Disciples of Apocalypse, Eight Bo- Steve Blackman and Flash Funk. And of course, the Godwins, Phineas and Henry. But wait a minute, we've just had the introductions. No one expected these. Oh, I mean, my. they was out of action for a long, long while. Well, they started fighting each other, didn't they, on Raw? They was. They said no one could get through to them. And then, wait a minute, is that Sonny? Is that Sonny? Sonny's coming out here. She hasn't sorted out the Legion of Doom to come out here with new outfits. Wow, they're, they're certainly impressive outfits. I mean, you know, they've gone for a more futuristic look. I think these are LOD 2000. Oh, my God, they might be the tag team of the millennium. As they come out here with Sonny, like there's so many men here. Well, is it the Legion of Doom? I mean, J.R. and King look smart on commentary, and it's uh, good to be. We've got the funky WrestleMania music at the start, which I do love that theme, you hear it on the podcast. But no fireworks. But like I said, the biggest fireworks down are LOD being in the ring right now, and it is Hulk and Animal. It is. Yeah, we can confirm that it is Hulk and Animal. Hulk hasn't got his trademark mohawk. No, he hasn't. Let's see if he's. Uh, let's see if Animal's kept his mullet. No. no, they're both skinheads, and Sonny's leading the LOD chance. Well, will, will this be a night to remember at WrestleMania 14? Will uh, heroes be made here tonight and legends remembered forever? And Sonny, damn, Sonny is F I N E fine here. Talk about another fine team. What about Bombastic Bob and Bodacious Bart? The uh, new Midnight Express, I think, the heavy favourites. Here we go. Let's keep track of it. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, everyone's just scrambled into the ring. And we'll see who the last man or men standing will be. Exactly. So we'll try and keep track of it. 
see who goes. They are just all brawling at the moment. There is nothing we can really focus on. Has Bradshaw focused off on anyone like he did with the Blue Meanie? No, I don't think he has in this one. But you think the Nation and Lost Breakers got four members each. If they were used to any sense and maybe team up together. Well, Sonny's had more than four members, so... <laughs> Sorry... Enough of the sunny jokes. I will. I do apologise. It's WrestleMania, Dan. We are open to anything here. We're just going to sit back and enjoy it. Because 20 years ago, WrestleMania 14. It's quite incredible when you think about it. Who's going to be the first one to go? I'll tell you what, Luminate Express look all right at the moment. But we have got a... Situation. Who's that eliminated at the front? Oh, wait a minute. That looks like it's uh, one of the uh, Los Bariquas, Savio Vega, who is teaming up with... Um... Miguel, Miguel Perez. Perez so they both have to leave if one member gets eliminated both members have to leave ah I see but the weird combination like Bradshaw and Chains they might throw up a surprise here tonight let's see what happens yes Savio Vega was eliminated we can confirm that do you know what's really weird about this Dan Savio Vega just got eliminated in the battle royal to start off the show two years previously he was facing at Wrestlemania it's the guy in the main event Stone Cold Steve Austin oh wait a minute Corrigan and the Truth Commission have been eliminated. Go, Kurgan oh, recon, get... sorry. Yeah, Kurgan came down to get rid of recon and sniper. But yeah, Savio Vega, opening show here two years ago, fighting Austin, who's in the main event now. Do you think Vega's thinking wrong career choices, mate? <laughs> Most <laughs> definitely. Sunny looking on. Rock and Roll Express here. Oh, no. It's Barry Windham, who's had a problem with Bradshaw. And he's going, he's going right after Chains, who's Bradshaw's tag team partner. Throws out chains. That means Bradshaw has been eliminated. Oh, come on now. And what a way to start off the rest of May. Trying to get everybody involved in the card. And Bradshaw realising he has to go now. Pushes Jimmy Cordero. Says Dino Brown eliminated. Wow, so that means the Mark Henry is eliminated as well. Well, a bit of a surprise. Mark Henry doesn't realise this yet. No, he's still in there. He's still going. I think he's going after one of the headbangers. Oh, wait a minute. Is that um, one of the Quebecers? Is that Rougeau on the outside? If he's been eliminated, it means Pierre has to go, so the Quebecers are gone. Oh, so that's the Truth Commission going. Yep. Carragoni was illegally in the ring, but what matter what, he's eliminated. The Rock and Roll Express have been eliminated as well. Ricky Morton went there, so uh, Robert Gibson has to leave. Oh, Jim Connett there making sure that Bob doesn't leave. And that's a bit of a shame Rock and Roll didn't get altercation with the Midnight Express. But it's thinned out a little bit, and the Godwin's going right after... One of the members down, I think that's Hawk. Yeah, I think that is Hawk, yeah. Animals getting choked, I think, the other side by... Not sure... Oh, oh my Mark God. Mark Henry's still in the ring. He's the only member of the nation actually in the ring. <laughs> yeah, everybody else been eliminated. Fruit went. Oh. And the headbangers have gone. Oh, Frasher went, and now Mosh's been thrown out by Bart, who's been impressive. Oh, Farouk and uh, Karma went as well. So I didn't recognise Scott Taylor for a second. He was punching Animal. There you go, Mark. Mark Henry's finally been eliminated. Right, so now we've got um, too much. Scotty Too Hotty, or Scott Taylor, Brian Christopher, LOD there, Godwind, DOA, and of course the new Midnight Express. And LOD 2000. Here comes Scott Taylor. Oh! There goes Scott Taylor. Yeah, that took him out, and Brian Christopher and the King aren't going to be happy. You know, Eight Ball and Skull teaming so up. So we've got four teams left. Yeah, only four. It's gone down quickly, hasn't it? It has indeed. There is far too much going on in these battle yeah. royals. I mean, it has become synonymous with WrestleManias, though. I mean, we've had the gimmick battle royals. We've got the Andre the Giant Memorial battle royal. It's the multi-man matches that we've seen. Just on there. The, the fact is, the winner of this does get a title shot. 
uh, at the next pay-per-view for the tag team titles. But again, like it's just too much. I missed Fruit going, you know. I didn't see where Karma went. No. At this moment of time, I'm surprised the DOA is still in there. Well, eight ball and skull. And a clothesline there by Hall on uh, Henry Godwin. A huge so- shoulder block. So Bodacious Bob is still sticking around. Well, the new Midnight Express, definitely a threat here. They're in. It's the Godwin's tough and, ooh, part, there's Bob getting beaten up in the so corner. So what actually happened to Steve Blackman and Flash Funk? Exactly. I missed Steve Blackman and Flash Funk. And I, I missed see him in there. Farouk and Karma. DOA are out of here now. Well, they want to go after the Godwins. He just eliminated them. Godwins so. are out as well. So it is LOD versus NME, New Midnight. It's the Battle of the Old NWAs. Of course, uh, Legion of Doom, former NWA Tag Team Champions, but it's going to be one of these teams. Sonny's still there, happy about this new LOD she's got together. LOD chance and all the Godwins. And they've just taken out LOD. Well, slot buckets in the back of the head, and they're saying, go on, get rid of them now. It's like, <laughs> Thank you, King. <laughs> Sonny, he's just pointing out Sonny's hot. Well, we've got so much more tonight, but at the moment we're starting off. Where's Animal gone? Animal probably went out of the ring after the bucket to the head. So There's... I thought they both had to be eliminated. No, only one of them has to be eliminated. Oh, he went out under the bottom rope, so he's still in it. <laughs> Calm down, guys, <laughs> he's still in it. LOD, well, no, I'm not going to be in it now. Bart, Billy and Bart. Here comes Bart and Bob. Going to dump over Hawk. Now, Hawk's fighting back, though. There's Animal, just got kicked in the head by Bart. And Hawks getting sent over the top rope. Animal's back in the ring, though. Oh, a couple of huge clotheslines to Bart. What a bodacious move that was. <laughs> Bob Irish whip gets reversed. Oh, gets a big boot from Hawk. And now Hawk and Animal. Yes, and they've eliminated the new Midnight Express. And LOD, the reformed, reunited LOD have won number one, well, they're number one contenders for the WF Tag Team Championship, and that is, they're going to face either Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie or the New Age Outlaws. Yeah, like we say, LOD back, Sonny's got them on the same page, eliminating the new Midnight Express, and the future looks bright after coming to blows a few weeks ago. I'm not sure what the future would be. They've come together, and they've had a WrestleMania moment here, Thanks to Sonny. And now they can look forward to the future. Hawk and Animal. And what a reaction from the crowd as well. They're really happy about it. Most definitely. They are ready for tonight. And they were cheering with LOD1. We talk about that. Tag Team titles on the line. Also tonight, there's loads of huge matches that we've been building up on watching Raw recently, isn't there? You know? I'm I'm looking forward to the Intercontinental title match between The Rock and Ken Shamrock. Uh, Triple H alone, Hart for the European title. I think that could be a great match. Sable going to be wrestling here tonight with Mark Merrick going against Goldust and Luna. Looney for Sean. And then we're going to see as well the Untaker and Kane finally coming to blows. Finally, I can't wait to have a match. And then in the main event, Dan, we know what we've got. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin going against Shawn Michaels. Well, he's challenging Shawn Michaels for the heavyweight championship with Mike Tyson as special outside enforcer. Yeah, and we see, look at this, this is from last Thursday, DX Public Workout, Government Centre, and there was thousands of people watching this. I was having a workout, and uh, they set their sights on Austin, and instead of punching him, they kissed his head. Yeah, they did, put him in the ropes, and kissed his chrome dome. And Not- Regis Feldman there, going toe-to-toe with Austin. <laughs> so WF getting more mainstream now. Have you got the link for 10 Fast? Because it's like really interesting that happens. 
Chris Warren and the DX band probably formed the least auspicious rendition of an opening WrestleMania anthem since Mean Gene rushed through the Star Spangled Banner in 1985. The fans in Boston Fleet sent a Cooley booed Warren's choppy vocals, which are not all dissimilar to Zach De La Roche's alternation between whispery charge and screeching invective. That my man himself praised the unorthodox performance, even though many others in the locker room were appalled by it. There was a suggestion that because the DX band would be playing out Triple H and Shawn Michaels live, they wanted the band to get hill heat early on by butchering the America the Beautiful ensuring their subsequent performances for two heel wrestlers would be booed as well. Well, and the other interesting thing is that since uh, they've cut out the DX band now, the opening, from any uh, video or DVD release since then, and it's not even available on the WWE Network anymore. But we move on to our next match, and it's Cruiserweight... Cruiserweight, all. It's the light heavyweight championship on the line. It's Takamichi Noku going against Aguilar. And we're going to have loads of interesting facts like that. For each of these matches. One interesting fact i got for you now is Takamichinoku versus Aguilar. Aguilar would become S.A. Rios. It would debut with Lita in a couple of years' time in the, the Attitude Era when it was in full force. So young Aguilar here, only 18 years old, going against Takamichinoku, who himself is 22. So this should be a fascinating match here. I got we start off, Taka's got the side headlock. Aguilar pushes him off. Joel blocked by Taka. And a hip toss here by Aguilar. Rolls through Hurricane Run on Takamichinoku. Oh, Takamichinoku, 24 years old. Taka goes to the outside, but that's not a safe zone for light heavyweights. Here comes Aguilar. Beautiful baseball slide. Now he's gone back on the apron. He's going off the top. Oh! Asai Moonsault hit Takamichinoku square on with that one. That is a thing of beauty for Aguilar. Wants to get in, of course, he doesn't want to get counted out. But light heavyweights was obviously an attempt for WWE to cash in. On those cruiserweights, could Aguilar and Takamichinoku compare to maybe a Rey Mysterio de Guerrero? We're, we're going to give him the benefit of doubt in this one. Aguilar trying to suplex Taka in. I think without doubt my favourite Takamichinoku moment was when uh, Kai and Tai invaded the Royal Rumble and they just got eliminated and he done a full flip yeah. and landed face first on the mats outside. Oh, Aguilar's on the outside now. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Takamichinoku running full pout. Springboarding off the top rope and just taking out Aguilar. Fair play to Takamich Loka there. That was impressive. Aguilar gets back in, so one high fly move to the other. <laughs> Takamich Noku wears down Aguilar in the corner, kicking him in the face. And a drop kick to Aguilar on the apron. And um, I'll tell you something else. We get into Spanish announcers, we get to know him. Of course, our favourite Dan, aren't they? It is Tito Santana, of course, a legend in the ring, Hugo Savinovich and Carlos Cabrera. Yeah, let's hope the Spanish announce table doesn't get used here tonight. Taka going pin, Aguilar gets shoulder up at two. Two. People probably got their seats and then just going to get a couple of drinks during this. Here comes Taka running into Aguilar, though. Oh, he gets tossed to the outside. Is Aguilar going to go flying yet again? He looks to go that way. Here he comes, but Taka up in the apron. Oh, catches him with a big right hand as Aguilar was running towards him. Taka's going up top. Here comes Taka Michinoku, but here comes Aguilar. Oh, oh a hip lock takedown there. Or deep arm drag takedown, sorry. Springboard. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Top right springboard there, moving Taka across. And now, this is classic Lucha Dawes. Got the arm, drags him down. Sends him out to the ring with a lovely wrist lock there. Corkscrew wrist lock. And here comes Aguilar again. Taka this time not ready. Oh, Corkscrew somersault <laughs> over the top. That is nice. Jesus Christ. 
And like, yeah, just do as many high spots as you can in the space of 10 minutes. Well, at least they get given, exactly, <laughs> time to impress. And they are here. That is a thing of beauty by Aguilar. Takamichinoku making sure he caught him, now getting in the ring to stop the count. But you have to pin him inside the ring. Takamichinoku, who's been light heavyweight champion since December, winning it at D-Generation X, beating Brian Christopher. Too much facts. It'll tackle Gets back in. Oh! Well, he's looking for a springboard corkscrew off the top, but Aguilar duck dodges. Springboard moonsault, though. Catches Takamichinoku, but only managing to keep him down for two. Two. Now Aguilar get distracted. The referee. Oh, my God. And that is simple and effective by Michinoku just catching with a big right hand as Michinoku goes up top again. And Aguilar. Aguilar doesn't seem that phased. They walk in towards Taka. Oh, cuts off Michinoku. Now both men on the second rope. Ooh. Another big right hand, though. <laughs> knocks Aguilar off. <laughs> Taka off the second. Ooh. Looking for a flying crossbody, but Aguilar had his knees up straight into the midsection of Michinoku. And now the chops picks him up on the second again. Here comes Aguilar, second. Oh. Hurricane Rana's Mishinoku off the second rope. Still not finished for him yet. Irish rip reversal by Taka Michinoku low into the corner. Oh, comes running in with a big kick. Oh, oh a lovely missile drop kick off the top. Oh, there we go. Signaling for the end. The Mishinoku driver. Oh, he's going to pick up Aguilar, finish him off. Oh, Aguilar with the back. Oh. He gets caught in a powerbomb. <laughs> now Taka saying it's over and done with. Now it's the end. And he's going up to the top. Moonsault. Oh, oh Aguilar rolls in, though. Mishinoku hit nothing but the mat. Rolls him up. Going to go for the cover. Two. Oh. Mishinoku managing to kick out. Going ah. close to losing his title. And Aguilar now, second rope. All the way to the top. Oh, oh gets <laughs> caught with a drop kick on his way down, though, by Mishinoku. Perfectly timed there by him. Now Taka's got him up. Michinoku driver. Bang! Plants Aguilar. One, One two, two, three. What a nice, entertaining match that was, Dan. <laughs> what are your thoughts? That was absolutely perfect, yeah. Um, you know, I've not seen a cruiserweight match like this on Nitro. No, they they really delivered in this one here. And I don't know how he didn't become a I know the crowd's not that into it. But Taka Michinoku showed. And Tony Aguilar, like they both... You know, belong on this stage. I thought it was really, really good. Really pleased about that. Uh, and I, I think WrestleMania 14 started off really well. Look at this sign of respect between Taka and Aguilar. So, moving swiftly on. And next up for this, The Rock is sitting down with Jennifer Flowers and going to have a conversation. I'm here with the Intercontinental Champion. Actually, the- whoa. Actually, Jenny, it's the People's Intercontinental Champ. <laughs> Excuse me. The People's Intercontinental Champion, The Rock. Now, Rock, the people want to know if you were the leader of this country, how would you run things? Well, actually, Jenny, The Rock feels like this. First and foremost, the term leader is really beneath The Rock. The Rock feels like this. A more appropriate term would be ruler. Ruler. (laughs) Okay, then, if, if you were the ruler, how would you handle the homeless situation? Tell you what, Jenny, that is a touchy subject to The Rock. The homeless situation here in America, The Rock feels like this. As long as The Rock still has his palatial palace down on South Beach in Miami, Florida, he really couldn't give a damn whether or not they live in a frigid air box or a Kenmore box. As long as those homeless pieces of trash keep their cardboard homes off The Rock's freshly mowed grass, everything will be copacetic. <laughs> 
All right, then. Um, how about the judicial system? Well, first and foremost, as long as all The Rock's fans across the country realized that The Rock is the judge and the jury, everything should be fine. And actually... Hmm, well, actually, Jenny, after The Rock contemplated that for a second, if The Rock were the jury, The Rock feels like this. Nine times out of ten, he'd be a hung jury, if you smell what I'm cooking. <laughs> uh, how would you run the White House? Tough job, tough question, but The Rock, of course, is up to answering that. The Rock feels like this. As long as all the interns in the White House beneath The Rock knew their damn role and they didn't get out of hand, step out of line, and they didn't do anything orally wrong, excuse me, Jenny, morally wrong, then The Rock wouldn't have to do what he does best, and that's lay the smack down in a major way. Thank you very much, Jenny. <laughs> Back to you, JR. Dan, have you got any interesting facts about that? The Rock's million-dollar catchphrase was born on this show. Oh, the woman, that Jennifer Flowers, who had a brief affair with uh, former U.S. President Bill Clinton, she interviewed The Rock as though he was running for office, and the Intercontinental Champion offered arrogant assertions in his political positions. While the interview is only semi-amusing at best, it's most notable for the stirring cat phrase, smell what I'm cooking, a punctuation for one of The Rock's playful, infinite, infantile answers it was the first time Dwayne Johnson had ever said those words on camera so we move on it is European title Triple H versus Owen Hart well I'll tell you something Dan fascinating fact time Owen Hart had a leg cast removed just that day so Owen Hart yeah had the leg cast taken off he was injured in a match with Barry Windham that we saw on Raw and unfortunately would he be able to go fully for this WrestleMania match with Triple H I mean this feud and this feud has been going on for a very Long time, you know, since the Royal Rumble where Triple H cost Owen Hart his place in the Rumble match, coming out and hitting with a crutch, didn't he? And even before that, Owen Hart returned to face Michaels. Michael said he didn't want to face Owen Hart, let someone else do it. Triple H became European champion by Shawn Michaels laying down, basically, and giving him the title belt. Uh, are we going to hear the DX band? Yes, we are! So he's going to exercise his authority, Sergeant S. Laughter by handcuffing himself to China to stop any shenanigans here. And that's the only time Sergeant Slaughter got any exercise since he retired. It is, and but we've seen what China's been doing, hitting Owen Hart with baseball bat, uh, even worse, costing the European title. So it's, it's, it's a bit, you know, at least it's a bit fair. Hopefully nothing goes on here. Two years ago, or when Triple H made his WrestleMania debut, he got squashed in 12 seconds by the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> so, two years later, a bit better on, I suppose. Yeah, unlike Savio Vega. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Triple H last year beat at 97, uh, Gold Dusty and the Colonel Tart on the line. That was when China had Marlena like a rag doll. But it's a big night for DX. Retain the European title and maybe retain the WF title later on in the main event. Oh, China doesn't want any of Sergeant Slaughter. Chin to chin, who's got the bigger chin? It's a chin off. Jared has smashed a pair of them. Well, Triple H doesn't look happy about the fact that China's handcuffed to Sergeant Slaughter. He's going to eat it. And they go to the referee. Here comes Owen Hart. Poor Owen Hart. Not, not in that way, but just the way he's been treated since the, the Montreal Scrooge. I've not been allowed to go to WCW and been put in this and made to look like a fucking idiot. Which has buried him on Raw, hasn't he, with promos? Yeah, definitely. You know, he certainly had the upper hand against Raw. He's a funny looking bloke, though, isn't he? He is funny, he but a funny bloke. he shouldn't be called a piece of shit by Triple H. Owen takes him down, though. A nugget. 
Owen takes down Triple H, pounding away. And Owen, he's got a lot of uh, grievances with Triple H. He's certainly been made to look like an idiot. Well, he wants payback here. This. He wants payback here, dropping a clothesline. Sends him back in the corner. Triple H's third appearance. Owen Hart's seventh WrestleMania appearance here tonight. And you would say Owen's biggest match at WrestleMania was against his brother at WrestleMania 10, wasn't it? Bret Hart. Fantastic. Oh, Hurricanello by Owen. Call it the old dick to the face move. Yeah, he had a cover on, but Triple H, man. Ah, trying to, trying to move, but, you know, Slaughter's a hefty man, shall we say, so it'd be difficult. Oh, Triple H versus the Irish whip. Back elbow. And that takes him to the outside. Oh, China trying to take a swing, but she's on a short leash here tonight. And Owen baiting her. Here comes Hunter. And he was sent nose first into that barricade. And now Owen's got Triple H right in front of China, just wailing away on him. He's trying to... Uh Entice China, I suppose. But he's getting, she's getting held back by S laughter. Triple H versus the Irish whip. Uh, oh, upshoot perhaps, but a thumb to the eye, and that broke that move up. Yeah, the referee should have a word with Triple H. That's not allowed. And a donkey kick from Owen Hart. Irish whip to Triple H. Loads his head. Oh, the Triple H face buster. Takes Owen Hart out with a big clothesline. Yeah, was that a little bit? Oh, he gets sent headfirst into the turnbuckle. Ric Flair-like knife-edge chop. It, well, Triple H learnt from the... And Triple H beating him down in the corner. And Triple H hasn't focused at all on that ankle injury. Maybe he just thinks he could beat Owen just one-on-one without having to focus on the previous injuries. And at the moment, can't argue against him. Well, Triple H takes him down with a big knee. Notice that Owen Hart's moving a bit gingerly on that ankle. I know, yeah. like, you know, if you've broken a bone, you've had a major injury. Major, major injury. injury. But, but it's like the heel kicks he uses and off the top, he's not really doing much of that, has he? And as he falls right there, yeah. you can see him protecting the leg. And Triple H being careful, but now he's been disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> Telling Owen to suck it as he drops the knee straight on that hooter of his. Picking at Owen, and yeah, as as the commentator say in this match, Owen has won everything. You know, European title, Intercontinental tag team. He's just a big one, and I don't think Vince Man had trusted him to be able to take it up to that level. Like I said, best chance was back in '94. Now in '98, are you looking to put over kind of the younger talented Triple H? Owen coming back in this match though, he wants to win this. Oh, shit from Owen Hart, but runs into Triple H's boot. I mean, every move Owen Hart's had, Triple H has had a a response for it. Yeah. What a fantastic DDT there by Triple H. But Owen get the shoulder up at two. Two, and it looks like he's been busted open. Well, that big nose is uh, open for uh, easy shots. It's just like Triple H's. No one knows the business like these two. Oh, poked to the eye by Triple H. And now he goes to the leg. When he waited a while, he has to take it by any means necessary. Exactly. If there's a bullseye on his leg, he might as well use it. Fans don't really seem into this match as much, do they, you know? No. This is definitely mid-card. And Owen Hart's screaming in pain there as Triple H is working over the leg of his. If that blood drips into his arm, I mean, you know, it could uh, distort his vision. Yeah, now he's a one-legged man and ass-kicking contest, trying to get to his feet. Triple H has got two spots he can focus on now. Just trips Owen Hart down. And this is a great game plan from Triple H. Wearing down the leg, Owen's trying to get out of it. No one bowed down to him. Bow down. Triple H just taking his time now. Bit of a methodic beat down now for uh, the Black Heart. Hunter knows he's got all the time in the world. Owen Hart fighting back. 
Coming out of this corner. Hands. Swinging for the fences right now. You know, he's in serious trouble, not only with a leg, but like you said, the busted nose. Busted nose. The busted nose. <clears throat> Irish rip. Owen runs in. Triple H lifts his leg up. Owen ducks underneath. Oh! And he crutches Triple H round the ring post. And that made me wince. That's why he only has girls now, because they crushed his right boy one. Owen to the top. Oh! Comes off with a drop kick. Owen took the chance. Go for the cover. One, two. two. Triple H managing to kick out. Owen now. Oh, that's nice. Belly to belly overhead. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. But Triple H managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. Building momentum now, Owen. Another Irish whip. Oh! Spinning heel kick. Got to wonder how much that took out of him, though. He's feeling the leg. Can't hook the leg correctly. Leg, but cover, kick out two. Oh. Oh! Uh, that's what happens when you can't do the flare bump properly. Oh, and an insecurity spins Triple H inside out. Now, is this a level playing field now that China's been... Uh, Locked up. I think it is. You know, you look at this at the moment. It's been an even match. So, uh, trying to keep China where she is. China squaring off to him, saying that, you want some? Oh, showed up at the last second there by Triple H. Triple H there. Power bomb to Owen Hart. And he gets a two count. Two. And China, they're desperate to help her man. By hook or by crook. And uh, S Laughter trying to do his best to keep her shackled back. Oh, Owen headbutts Triple H, who bounces off the top rope. Giving Owen a chance now. Cross body. One, two. Oh. Ooh. Hunter managing to kick out. Oh. That was close, low and Owen. Looks to finish off Triple H. He hasn't got China to rely on, but he reverses the Irish whip. Oh, comes out looking for the pedigree. Pedigree time. No. no. Owen reverses. Sharpshooter, oh! But Triple H manages to get out of that. Pushes Owen Hart into the turnbuckle. I don't know if he uh, aimed that full well, but he headbutted Triple H straight in his uh, tallywhacker. Can Owen get the cover? Arm over. Managed to get the shoulder up. Owen Hart now, Irish whip, shoulder down, head down, leaving himself open for a kick to the head. Looking for the pedigree, but Owen Hart with a back body drop. Triple H with a roll up. Owen rolls through. Looking for the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Got it. Locked in. Crowd are on their feet now for the sharpshooter. China can't do anything about this. The icon Rob Van Dam sign. <laughs> and China like, oh, come on, Sergeant Slaughter. The one fucking reason you're out here. You can't even do that right. And, yeah, he can't stop China from helping Triple H to the bottom rope. Bullshit. <laughs> now I'm punching away. And Triple H, referee trying to stop him. And China, what's she fucking around with now? She's got something in her hand and waiting for slaughter. Oh! oh. There's a powder of some sort. So I'm trying to slap China. Oh, Distracting then. Owen Hart. Triple H from behind. Referee checking on Triple H now. Oh! Low blow by China. And Triple H has got Owen. Pedigree time. Bang. Bang. One. Two, three. And Triple H beats Owen Hart. China gets involved, even though Sergeant Sort was at ringside. What was the point? Dan, what do you think of the match? Uh, it wasn't a badly worked match between the two. You know, you could see Owen was a bit apprehensive about his leg. Uh, even though China was uh, shackled to S Laughter at ringside, 
even while Slaughter was looking, she helped Triple H. And then she threw that powder into his eyes and then she assisted I mean with the uh she assisted Triple H with the low blow as well, you know. It's kind of what was the point of her being shackled to Slaughter? Yeah, and I think it's oh and China just knocked down Sergeant Slaughter. That's the commissioner. Throws him <laughs> over the barricade into the crowd. Right into the front row, China saying that's what I'm about. But you could argue this is Triple H's biggest victory because on pay-per-view, yes, he's been a Continental Champion, but the people he's beaten haven't been that great. Owen Hart, you know, after all the shit, and Owen needing the victory at WrestleMania to make him not look like a fucking idiot, Triple H has gone over. So you've got to thank Owen for helping him out in his career because this is basically the start, like you said, Dan, of the kind of the game Triple H that we're going to see evolve in the Attitude Era. Most definitely, yeah. But in a gimmick match when the reason for them being there is not there. It's like having a steel cage match with outside interference like we had in WCW, you know? What is the fucking point? Uh, so we've got the mixed tag team match. It is Luna Vachon and the artist formerly known as Gold Dust going against Sable and Mark Merrow. Gonna fact ya. And that is Luna Vachon was told she'd be fired if Sable got hurt. Uh, after two years of mostly playing a mild-mannered damsel, WrestleMania 14 was going to be Sable's night to shine as an actual wrestler. She would perform in a mixed tag match with her then-husband Mark Merrow against Goldust and Luna Vachon. The veteran Vachon was being counted on to make the overwhelmingly popular Sable look like a comic book heroine at her own expense. Vachon would later claim in an interview that she was told that if she had bruised, scratched, or statuesque, her statuesque opponent, she'd have been let go. She also lamented that Sable didn't want to go through the rigours of a crash course training, learning to bump, to dis- distribute one's weight properly for moves, etc., for the match, making her job even more difficult. Vachon did note, however, that one person in particular sincerely commended her on a job well done, and that was Owen Hart. Nobody else, per her claim, took a moment to thank or congratulate her for Sable for making Sable look better than she was. So not only did he job to Triple H tonight, but he also went up to Luna and said, well done, because as a veteran, as he was then, you know, seven, seven WrestleMania appearances, he, he didn't need to do that. But, you know, fair fucking, everything I hear about Owen Hart, I've not heard a bad word said about him. Do you no. know what I mean? Like, I know there's jokes that people make, and we might make them every once in a while, but... Or even on the last podcast, but you know, he's a nice guy. So the build up to this, I mean, we've seen a lot on Raw, and like you said, it's, it's been key to getting Sable, Sable over as a kind of force in herself. She's, you know, grew out of Mark Mero's shadow, and she, Mark Mero's a hill who's still tuning up with Sable here tonight. I don't think it mattered who it would be for Sable, because she's uh, destined, I think, for bright things. Obviously, Vincent Mann and the rest of the WF like her. And uh, for Goldust, at least he's on the WrestleMania card, you know? At least with Luna here. it could Again, it could have been anybody teaming with Luna if they wanted to. The women's division wasn't huge at this time, didn't exist really. So they were trying new things. And with Goldust, at least, you know, again, another guy who's worked hard. And who would have thought 20 years ago, the guy appearing in this match would still be a fixture in WWE nowadays, you know? Indeed, yes, you know. And he's, he's still quite a predominant fixture, I think, you know? He's... Uh... He's a mainstay, especially with the Goldust character, because, you know, I don't think many people thought it would work. No, exactly, yeah. And, you know, he's kind of destined to fail, but 
Yeah, you know, he's he's worked with it and he's been brilliant. It just shows if you go with a character, no matter how kind of bad or flawed it is, then you can make it work. And this is Goldust now going through the artist formerly known as Goldust coming out here with Luna. And I think respect for Luna as well to... She's been around WF for quite a while now. You know, she used to manage Shawn Michaels and she's got given this position and she was a complete pro about it, you know? She just got on with her job and did what was right. Gold, that's the I mean, you looking forward to this? See what Sable's like? Uh, I am indeed, but, you know, I'm also looking forward to, you know, with the backstory of it as well, you know, of uh, Sable not willing to learn how to take bumps, distribute her weight properly. Um, you know, I'm interested to see on how luna works with that and another thing as well which is different is rather than going back and watching the match cold because we've had like we said all these months build up towards it we understand the match more in a weird way you know we kind of know why they're here at this certain point and sable being the star that she is i mean listen to this response don't get me wrong sable is looking good here Sable has wanted to get her hands on luna for a very long time tonight she can do it in an official capacity a great response from Sable. Mero and Gold is going to start. And he'll be listening. This is just like Mixed Match Challenge. You're only allowed to be in there with your gender. <laughs> well, with Gold, we're not that sure. But <laughs> Mero, like, oh. Oh, lovely. Head scissors take down on Gold, follows it up with a clothesline. Going in the wrong corner. Now going to tagging in Luna. Sable's got to come in, but Luna wants some of Mero. Well, Mark Mero, despite pointing at her, she's got to come in anyway. You don't need to tag her. Yeah, well. There she comes. Oh, and Luna runs away. Sable quickly behind her, though. <laughs> the crowd loving this. She comes in and, oh. Immediately tags Gold Dust back in. Well, we want to see a bit of Super, super Label. We want to see a bit of, su- we want to see a bit of Luna and Sable. We're going to have to wait. Mero comes label. in. <laughs> we want to see a bit of Sooner and Late. Fucking hell. We want to see a bit of Sable and Luna. We're going to have to wait. Mero and Gold Dust are in. Sooner and label. <laughs> Sable. Uh, Goldust get backdropped there by Mero. Tags in Sable. They're going to double team Goldust. And a super kick there straight to the face of Goldust. Sable's in. Luna's got to come in now. How long can she actually run away from Sable? Goldust is a legal man, so Sable has to tag back out. Mero working over Goldust with the big lefts and rights. Well, two years ago at WrestleMania, we've been doing that for some reason. I've been doing that for some reason here tonight. Goldust, what was he doing at WrestleMania 12, Dan? He was going against Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, and a street fight still remembered today. Mero's made his debut at WrestleMania 12 on air as the announcement. Tom Peckhill said, Marvellous Mark Maro. <laughs> Little facts. Now Goldust choking out Mark Mero. Oh, and then getting slapped by Luna. Yeah! Oh, well, no, it's not. no, Mark Mero managing to get a crossbody on Goldust. The Goldust managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. And classic vintage Goldust there. Mark Miro dropped his head. Goldust down onto one knee and a big uppercut. And a huge sable chant. Goldust and Miro knock heads. Now Luna actually wants in this match. Is she actually going to come in the ring? Goldust looking for the tag for Luna. Here she comes. And Sable now going to get the tag in for Miro. She's in the ring. Here comes Luna. Oh, Sable double leg takedown. Going for the big lefts and rights on Luna. Look at the crowd on their feet. That's exactly what they wanted to see. She picks up Luna. Gets her in the corner. Kicks to the midsection. One to the head. Snapmare takedown there by the head. 
Oh, punches Goldust for good measure. Oh, oh Luna get Luna from the Royal Rumble. Close eye on the top. Fans are going crazy. She's getting referees face. She is the female Steve Austin at this moment in time. What? She's saying, get in the ring. What? Get in the ring. What? Right now. What? You ugly. What? Bitch. What? That was just nasty. And Luna tags in Goldust. And I'll tell you what, fair play to Goldust. Like you say, he was selling for China last year. Now he's doing it for Sable. I mean, that's a company guy. Murray gets the tag though. Going outside to Goldust. Oh, Straight in the stairs goes Goldust. It's a mixed tag match. Here comes Mero springboarding in. Hilo over the top, but Goldust with the knees up. But Sable's distracting Goldust. Mero. Oh, with the low blow to Goldust. And now he's got him up for the TKO. Oh, Goldust lands on his feet. Plants Mero with a DDT. Oh, Goldust going for the cover. Mero managing to kick out. Uh. Irish rip reversed by Mero, head down, and Goldust sends him into Sable. Got him now. Shattered dreams. Cut Cutting cool time, I mean. Mero lands on his feet, though. Kick to the midsection. Running knee lift. Oh, this is WrestleMania. Is Mero going to go up to hit a special move now? Mero using the ropes. <laughs> that was good for Mark Mero. Fair play to him, but Goldust managing to kick out. Ah. He used the ropes, much like the cat, and hit the moonsault, but Goldust hit the back elbow. Now, Goldust's going to go up. What's he going to attempt? <laughs> Is he going to be Aguilar-esque? Oh. oh, no, Mero. Bouncing against the ropes, crunching Goldust on the top. I'm not sure if he's got lady parts or man parts. It depends if he was playing with an axe earlier, but now they're both up to the top. Mero looking for a Mero Corona. Oh, sends Goldust halfway across the ring. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. Goldust managing to kick out. Uh And Mero's going to punch Luna in the face. Oh. But Mero ducks. Luna and Goldust head to head. Well, Goldust accidentally knocked Luna off the eight. But Mero rolled up Goldust. But he got shoulder up at two. Two. Now Goldust runs into Mero. Is it TKO time? Hits it. And that is it. That's over. Mero going for the cover. Two. Two. Oh, and Luna Vashon with a rake across the back, and now she's choking out Mero. Oh, Mero struggling to go back to the corner. Sable tags herself in. She goes, goes for the cover, cover on Goldust. <laughs> Referee's not even looking. Oh, no. Luna, though, going to go up to the top. Sable's got the cover. Luna's going to attack her. And Luna off the top, splashing Goldust. And here comes Sable. has got Luna in position. Sable bomb. Got her up. Turn down. Sable bomb. Two. Oh, but Luna managing to kick out. Oh. Oh, it's Luna right to the eye of Sable. And now she's pissed off a very dangerous woman and Luna. Well, her dad is Mad Dog Vashon or Butcher Vashon or something Vashon. Yeah, Mad Dog Vashon with a fake leg. Diesel used... No, Sean Michaels used it once on Diesel. Oh, double knees from Luna to the back of Sable's head. Well, going for a second time, but Sable moved out the... Luna bouncing off the ropes. I think Luna is quite attractive. Irish rip to Sable, turns it into a TKO, hits it on Luna. TKO on Luna. One, two, three. Goldust not able to get in in time. Well, Sable and Mero win. Sable's not happy. (laughs) She's not happy at all. But uh, what did you think of that match, Dan? You know, from context, I thought it was quite a good match for a, a mixed tag. You know, you, 
especially knowing the rival go, rivalry going into it. You can see it was a personal one. Sable wanted to get her hands on Luna, even though she got her for the pinfall victory. Sable still doesn't look happy. And, you know, for someone who's not gone through little or no training, you know, someone who's gone through little or no training in Sable, Luna helped her out a lot. Yeah. And made her look very impressive. Yeah, to be able to hit the powerbomb, you need all the help you can. And now Mero is uh, getting the adulation by raising Sable's hand. So maybe their relationship is sorted out now. You know, Mero and Sable... Uh, sort of things that he's going to respect her maybe a little bit more. We don't know. Like I said, Sable's not happy, but uh, she got all the help she could by Luna and Gold. What a match it was. We, we The build-up, and we got a payoff, and that's what mattered the most, isn't it? You know, we got a payoff for it, which was Sable, TKO, and Luna for the win. So I've, I was quite happy with that. Indeed, yes. Oh, no, Dan, it's not the Intercontinental title next. Tennis Lee's introducing... Double J, J E double F, J A double R E double T. Jeff Jarrett, ain't he great? Coming out here with Jennifer Flowers. How much promo was spent on those fireworks alone? And Jennifer Flowers is going to be the guest ring announcer for our next match. But up next is Intercontinental Total Time. It's The Rock going against Ken Shamrock. Don't forget, if Rock gets disqualified, he loses the IC title. The thing I love about this is in the build-up to the the match, we're going to see the chair shot heard around the world. This is one of my favourite chair shots of all time. Well, the Nation Music gladly cuts off Jennifer Flowers, trying to get Jeff Jarrett over. We are refreshed and ready to give you everything here. The Rock's coming out with the rest of the Nation. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got The Rock coming out with uh, other members of the Nation. You've got Carmen Mustafa and, of course... The world's strongest man, Mark. So, yes, they say all the members of the nation are out here. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's still waiting for it. No Farouk, though, at this moment in time. But we see the chair shot that we all love. Dan, what have you thought? Well, let's just watch chair shot first. It's one of my favourite things. And of course, last Monday as well, The Rock is the chairman now. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, indeed, yes, you know, um, the build-up to this match is not only The Rock versus Ken Shamrock for the IC title... It's, of course, the fractures within the Nation of Domination as well. You know, you saw The uh, the Rock accidentally hitting Farouk with the steel chair. Um, you know, you saw that brutal chair shot that Ken Shamrock took to the head. Mm. Well, sent him to the paramedics and he'll be ready tonight to win the Intercontinental title. Here comes the world's most dangerous man. Ready for business. I've been really impressed with Ken Shamrock, what we've seen of him since we've started watching it month, you know, week in, week out, since the start of... Uh, this year, and Shamrock's running to the ring. He wants a bit of the rock. Oh, blocking the rock's first attack. And it's just Shamrock all over. And the rock gets Irish ripped and back elbow by Shamrock. Rock dodges it. Ducks the clothesline, but gets caught by the big kick. Clothesline over the top now. And the rock turned inside out by Shamrock. Well, Jeff Jack's getting out of here with Tennessee Lee and Mark Tardis. They're going to go, and Shamrock checking with the referee, seeing what's going on. Carmen making sure the rock doesn't want any of this. This is Shamrock's big opportunity. They said he, you know, The Rock fought two weeks ago. Shamrock wouldn't make this event, and he's here now. So he's chasing down The Rock. He wants his hands on his first title. Outside of the ring. Shamrock The Rock bringing it now. And it's title on the line. Shamrock's back in. These two young stars will surely... Don't call me Shirley. ...lead the way into the millennium for the WWF. What gets Irish whip reversal? Throws Shamrock into the corner. What comes out with a head of steam, <laughs> takes down The Rock, follows up with a second clothesline. The Rock's not sure which direction to go in. 
Oh, nice kick by Shamrock. Now he's got him straight right hands to the rock's head. Referee's <laughs> asking him to break it. Please break it. And look how crazy Shamrock is. The primal scream from Shamrock. And the rock though grabbing the trunks, throwing Shamrock to the outside. Distracting the referee. Well, you've got D-Lo, Mark Henry out there. And one thing you can notice, I mean, oh, we'll do it after the match, but Shamrock sent him to the stairs. And the rock now seems to be in control of this as he tells the crowd what he thinks of them. Kicking away at the head of Shamrock. Well, like we said, we've seen the rise of the rock, haven't we, these past few months, getting all this catchphrase, completing it tonight. We smell what you're kicking, and as I smell, as I smell that, as I say that, the rock is <laughs> basically backing me up here. Looking for the people's elbow. Hits Bang. it onto the heart of Shamrock. Goes for the cover, too. Oh, Ooh. but Shamrock managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Weirdly, I'm seeing a lot of similarities with Chris Jericho and The Rock that I never thought I would see. I never realised how close they were. Back like in 2000, The Rock is a main event star, isn't he? It's just weird what they do for the next year or so. Not concentrating that, though. We're concentrating now and... Oh! Shamrock throws The Rock to the outside. And Karma saying to him, get up. You can see the mess made by China earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did... Uh... All right, there's lots of white stuff everywhere. <laughs> maybe they raided Sable's purse maybe maybe they did Shamrock though oh he's not snapped has he? he's got a chair he can get disqualified here Shamrock can't win doing this referee knows it oh Shamrock pushes the referee away Rock's got the chair oh chair shot straight to the face of Shamrock <laughs> home run Rock's going for the cover one two Oh, but Shamrock managing to kick out with force. <laughs> uh, uh. Shamrock back to his feet. Blocks the Rock's punches. I think the Rock's mouth's busted. I think he must have internal bleeding. Oh. Back elbow by Shamrock. Irish whipped again. A leg lariat from Shamrock and he has snapped. Shamrock's taking it up a level. Oh. Scoop slam there from Shamrock. Goes for the cover but the Rock managing to kick out. Uh, uh. And we've seen a replay. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> oh, Shamrock. With a belly-to-belly suplex on the rock. He's going for the ankle lock. He's got it in. The rock's in the middle of the ring. <laughs> the rock's face. He's, the rock's tapping. The rock's tapping. It's over. It is over. Shamrock's won the IC title. D'Lo Brown. Then. Belly-to-belly. Karma Mustafa. <laughs> belly-to-belly. He's a nation. Now he's going back to the rock. Mark Tardis is in the ring now. Oh, and he's facing off. And Ken Shamrock. And Mark Henry said he's going to snap him. Shamrock dodges it. Oh! A belly to belly for Henry. <laughs> and the Rock can't get out of there yet. Shamrock's got the ankle lock back on. And what about this for a seat? Blood pouring out here. And here comes Farouk. Will he come to the aid he's... of the Rock? Well, he looked to be coming into the ring. But stopped. And the crowd enjoying it. Look at the punishment Rock's taking. Oh, my God. He's just flipped off the rock. He told the rock he's number one and he's walking away. And what about the nation? And referee can't stop Shamrock the ankle lock. Look, look at his eyes. He's no longer with us. <laughs> the rock's ankle could be broken indeed. Well, Jimmy Calderas and other officials coming out here. And now Shamrock looking at the referees. I think he's calmed down now. Officials saying, all right, Pat Patson's I think it'll be okay. They've calmed down the situation. Situation. Nope, they haven't. <laughs> belly to belly for one referee. Oh, no. 
Belly to belly for two referees. Belly to belly for three referees. Oh, no. Shamrock snap. Another official. Three referees and four officials. And uh, Chad Patton and Pat Patson don't want any. And Shamrock has lost his shit here. Uh, interesting fact, one of the quirks of the Shamrock's character was uh, that he's prone to fits of rage where provoked. And look at the rock. He's in serious trouble. The stretcher's coming out here. They're not being stretched away. This is a, this is a shame. The former Canal champion, oh, he was destroyed by Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Look at his eyes. Would you mess with Shamrock like that? No, I fucking wouldn't. He looks like a crazy motherfucker. Well, how I think was just announced the Rock is Intercontinental champion. The referee reversed his decision because Ken Shamrock refused to break his submission hold. What the fuck? So the Rock's still champion. That's going to make him happy, isn't it? <laughs> Shamrock. He's going straight after the Rock. He's on the stretch for the title. Throws him off the stretcher. <laughs> carries on going to work on the Rock. The Rock barely able to stand on his possibly broken ankle. Oh, my God. The early DX band were on the stage and the Rock's just been slammed on it. Shamrock's not finished yet. Oh, my God. Destroying the stage. <laughs> and Fisher's saying, come on, Ken Champ's got blood on him, but it's the Rock's blood. He looks like a killer, but I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a cheap way for them to keep the title on the rock there, isn't it? You know? It is indeed, it's, yeah. Especially when you look at the Royal Rumble, Shamrock had the title on, but it's a brass nuts trick. And now at WrestleMania, when you want Shamrock to have his moment, the rock is IC champion, but Shamrock snapped there. Well, when Shamrock flipped out just then, it's a little fact down. When Shamrock flipped out in Boston, he was confronted by four men, three in referee attire, one in a dark tan suit. None of them were recognisable W employees and were, in fact, local indie guys brought in to take Shamrock's vigorous suplexes, which is better than subjecting relative civilians to a moderate risky bump. (laughs) Jail the King talking about the gross of the event. W sold out Boston's fleet centre with more than a million dollars at the gate. That number seems paltry today, especially this May 29 through 32, top 10 million in the sales. But 98, more than a million bucks for a non-stadium show was something wild. wild. Symbolism, WrestleMania 14's large take at the box office was the largest for a North American show since WrestleMania 8 in 92, a stadium show. Given that time period, roughly marked WWE's ugly downward spiral into scandal played near oblivion, the WrestleMania 14 revenue reads like a squared circle Lazarus story. So they're getting a lot better thanks to the gate. But we've moved on. It's tag team titles time. It's Cactus and Charlie versus the New Age Outlaws. But was that always a plan, Dan? Um, no. Well, Terry Funk had retired for the 1,827th <laughs> time in 97. And wouldn't you know it, his retirement didn't last long. By year's end, Funk would be bizarrely costumed under sheer stocking as Chainsaw Charlie played Cactus Jack's equally insane running buddy. The partnership was a plan B to an earlier Foley idea for he and his grizzled mentor. Foley had gone to McMahon in late 97 with the idea of battling Funk in a best-of-seven deathmatch series, a callback to their famed 1995 IWA King of the Deathmatch tournament final. The seventh and deciding match would have been filmed at Funk's Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, Texas and inserted into the WrestleMania 14 broadcast. Per Foley, McMahon was intrigued by the idea at first, understanding that it was edgy, outside the box and had its appeal. However, as the media eye drew closer to the WWE with the impending arrival of Mike Tyson, McMahon scrapped the proposal, figuring such overly gruesome violence might be a bad look to the mainstream as well as new viewers. Yeah, and that's in free face of the uh, 
that's not three face fight. That's in McFoley's first autobiography as well. Titan talk- Brown. No, his first one. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's just his autobiography, Blood and Sweat Socks, where the fuck that was called. Have a nice day. Is in that where he talks about Terry Funk and what he wanted to do for WrestleMania. That would have been really interesting to see, but we've gone this way with the Outlaws and Cactus uh, and Charlie, and this feud really started with um, the Outlaws dumping Cactus and Charlie, didn't they? Put them in a dumpster, threw them off the, the stage, and since then we've had a few stunts, like Road Dog being hanged upside down, but it's a dumpster match now. Uh, so this is going to be interesting, hardcore. Of course, you know what the rules for dumpster matches, Dan? There are no rules. Yeah, there are. Just get your opponents in a dumpster and shut the uh, lids. There we go. This is like a different again. Billy hasn't even got his tag team titles off yet. And Terry Funk going after him. Cactus and Road Dog on the other side. This should be a bit crazy. I mean, have you enjoyed the build-up to this? Um, yeah, you know, you've got two hardcore legends in uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. You've got two newish up-and-comers in the Road Dog and Badass Billy Gunn. You know, they're the cocky degenerates. And, you know, it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting match between these four guys. Yeah, Cactus with a kneeling, Road Dog right into the dumpster. Uh, like I said, the Outlaws beating LOD, shaving off their mohawks and stuff. Will it help with DX, of course? But we've seen that. No respect towards Cactus and uh, Terry Funk. So it's it's a good matchup, like we say. But because you've got the kind of young upstarts versus the, the hardcore legends, and Road Dog's going to try to be dumped in the dumpster. I just want to talk about setting quickly because... The entranceway is no different to a normal pay-per-view we've seen this year, is it? You know, no way out pay-per-view in the Rumble. No. It's the same set. There's not really gone... Does it take away from the event, from WrestleMania, that hasn't got a good entranceway? I don't, I don't really think it does, you know. As long as the the stuff that you focus on in the ring is up to par, I don't, you know, I don't think it really matters too much. Do you think they make too much of a big deal of it? Do you think they make, make a big deal of it now? Or do you think they have to because it's just a stadium? Fuck it. Cactus looked to Cannonball Road Dog. Billy drop kicked his partner out of the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, Cactus Jack hit the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, do you think because it's stadiums and stuff, they have to make a big deal of it now? Or do you think it's like... Because last year, the ramp was ridiculous for WrestleMania, wasn't it? WrestleMania, yeah. what was it, 33? Uh, oh, this... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, they do have a ridiculous ramp on some WrestleManias. Uh, and I think it is, but again, with the size and the capacity of the stadium, you know, that they, they have to have quite a long entranceway yeah. to fit all the fans yeah. in. Yeah, I'm still enjoying the action, even though, yeah, the entranceway is probably not great, but we've got the band there, so it's a little something different, isn't there? And Chainsaw Charlie just got uh, backdropped into the dumpster by Billy Gunn. And, uh, yeah, Cactus Jack, he's uh, just been given a side Russian leg sweep into the Dumpster, Billy Gunn's busted open mm. already. We also notice a lot more photographers and people at ringside because, of course, we'll see a lot in the main event as well, Mike Tyson's involvement. A lot of people wanted some of the action. And now Funk and Cactus's head are stuck in the dumpsters and they're just bringing the lids down. They're going to try and get Jack and uh, Funk in the bins. Well, Cactus Jack's in there. So all that's left is Funk and Billy saying, look at this. Ripping Funk's t-shirt off and just snapping his chest. He said, come on, you motherfucker. Funk gets thrown in. All they've got to do is close the lids and it's game over. And they're taking their time and this is it now. Cactus is up. He's got the mandible claw on the road dog. And Billy Gunn doesn't, doesn't realise. He's got one for Billy Gunn as well. 
Billy turned in right into it. Mr. Arse and his trunks. Now, Road Dog's getting dragged into the dumpster. Oh, here comes Chainsaw. <laughs> Is that a bacon tray right to Billy Gunn's face? I believe it was, yes. Well, this is not over. This is a hardcore casket match. <laughs> it is pretty much, isn't it? <laughs> cheap, cheap way. We could have a com- fucking casket match. Billy right. gets taken out again. And Road Dog gets dragged out of the bin. Wait, well, they're getting in the ring now. I think it's nice to have different matches. You know, we saw like the women's match. That was different. With Sable's involvement, the light heavyweight match, tag team battle royal. Now it's a bit hardcore, so we're not getting bored of the single matches, you know? Yeah. I've uh, certainly got a lot of variety. And we've still got single <laughs> matches to come, Untaken versus Kane. And of course, Austin Michaels with Tyson as the enforcer. Billy Gunn outside. Mick Foley jumping off the side of the ring apron with the tray under his arm, dropping it straight to the face of Billy Gunn. And in the ring, Funk's got Road Dog. Oh, DDT's Road Dog onto the tray. Well, you said Cactus wanted a hardcore match at WrestleMania. He's kind of getting it here. They're getting weapons out from under the ring. Cactus Jack's got a ladder. <laughs> Look at the cheer for the ladder. This is how rarely used it was back then. Apart from dickheads chanting, we want tables. I fucking hate that chant. Let them have the match and tell the story. And what the hell is Cactus doing? Well, he's climbing the ladder, but he's not going to get a belt. Maybe he's trying to aim for Road Dog. Uh-oh, Billy's in. A low blow to Funk. And he's dragging Cactus off the ladder. And now Billy's going up to meet Cactus. Both sides of the ladder. Road Dog's got the tray into Funk. No! Oh! <laughs> and Billy Gunn and Cactus Jack over the top rope off the ladder. Both landed in the dumpster. Fair play there to Billy Gunn to take the bump. I know mean, Cactus is probably going to do it. Road Dog's like, oh my God, I think he's dead. Fair play to the Outlaws. Bad ladder. Get that out of the way. Billy's getting back in. Heading towards the trash can. And now, oh my God, I remember this. Watch the back. So if Terry Funk's back's clear at the moment. And now they've got to powerbomb him in. And you see the size of the bruise once he gets out. He has just died. They have powerbombed him in. They can't shut the doors down. Because they've been folded in. <laughs> yeah. Dog 420 and Mr. Ass going after Cactus. This is the attitude here, right here. We're getting this more and more. It just turned up week in, week out. Indeed, yes, and there are no rules, so uh, anything goes. And they're going to the back. And we get a lovely shot of the fans. A lot of Austin 316 t-shirts. Well, if you a replay of the Cactus and Billy Bump, that's almost TLC-esque, if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> the lid was closed. Oh, we're in the back now. Oh, my God, I don't know if it's a kitchen area, oh. wherever it is. Foley's getting taken out by a stack of trays. And it's all sharp metal objects here. Gerald Briscoe saying, you can't do this, guys. Please don't know what's going on either. Both men, Irish whip Foley into a stack of gigantic bottles. Or have they shrunk? And the <laughs> bottles are normal size. <laughs> yeah, they got that kind of miniature ray. That's the bit we didn't see when they cut to the crowd. Honey, I shrank the tag team champions. And they're down at the moment. There's a fault truck there. I know how to operate it, boys and girls. Oh, hey. where, where did Terry Funk come from? Double arm DDT. Oh! And he's making sure the lift works, picking up Billy. And now Road Dog's on that pallet. The tag <laughs> champs are on the forklift. And Terry Funk knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, look, there's another dumpster. 
Bit of tilt, yeah, tilt get forward. Your, get your tilt on. Shake it. Shake it. Up and down. Oh, they're going in. Here goes Road Dog. Billy, slowly but surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's in the bin. All they need to do is get the lid closed. <laughs> Come on, you son of a bitch. You're shouting cactus. And shut the lid. And he's got it up, and now he's going to... Sh- oh, my God. He's okay, going to fork truck there. them. He's going to leave them in there. <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaw Charlie punching away at the uh, dumpster. Look at the bruise there, see? Fucking hell. And you see the size of that welt. That was a power bomb into the dumpster. But yes, we have new tag team champions, Dan. Cactus and Charlie have done it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what what a what an entertaining scrap that was. That was certainly a battle. Fair, fair play. Cactus and Chainsaw, after being written off, have come back and won tag team titles here. I mean, what match next month at Unforgiven? We're going to have Terry Funk and Cactus versus the LOD. Well, unbelievable stuff. And Jerry, Laura and Jim Ross are here. And I'll tell you what, Dan, this has been one of the most fun... WrestleMania's I've watched in a while, and already we're on to the co-main event. WrestleMania 14 is Undertaker versus Kane. And we've been watching this build-up for so long. Let's have a look at this video quickly. The resurrection of a damned soul. The torment of a troubled past. Born of the same blood. Two brothers... Now, the story must be told. Undertaker! Burn the funeral home to the ground! You killed your family, Undertaker! An instrument that Paul Bearer vowed would destroy each superstar. Until the man from the dark side would face his brother one-on-one. But The Undertaker stood steadfast. For I will never fight my own flesh and blood. I will never fight Cain. will never fight my own flesh and blood. Kane! Kane! Kane's as- attacking his brother! Wait a minute! Oh, he's gonna fight back! The Undertaker! The Undertaker's had enough! He oh no! He had a chance, JR, he didn't do it! What must be going through his mind? What must be going through his soul? Undertaker, welcome to your worst nightmare. 
But in the midst of a nightmare, there was an awakening. Two brothers would reunite and fight together. It appeared as if the Crypt Keeper had lost his vile hold on Cain and the Undertaker's past. And in one glorious moment, two estranged souls became one. Cain apparently is extending his hand in some sort of bond or friendship to his older brother. And Undertaker is returning it. But the eternal flame was merely a smokescreen as Paul Bearer and Kane's wicked plot of deception was unleashed on the Phenom. Oh no! Well, come on! No, damn it! Kane is assaulting his brother! We thought he could not help it! A toe slam into the casket! And the lid is shut! What are they doing? Kane and myself locked the Undertaker in his casket! What is that? Is that gasoline? I don't know what it is. Paul no way! Handing the matches to Kane. The towering inferno! The casket's on fire! The Undertaker is in the casket! Undertaker is gone and never to return! that you could put together. Come on. Oh, 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 oh. How do you like that, leeches of the night? Oh, no. My God, he's on fire. No. The man's on fire. No. The man is on fire. I felt your wrath. Now you're going to feel mine. You must face your brother! The only thing that you can do now is rest in peace! So, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to this match? <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> this all goes back to Paul Bearer back in early 97, saying he had a secret that he held over the Undertaker's head. And the secret would come out one day. The secret was Cain! And the fact that he burned Kane and killed his parents in a fire in a funeral home, leading to Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels and Kane coming out here, Bearer realising he was true about it. He then attacked him at the Royal Rumble. Um, <clears throat> they locked him in the casket, set it on fire, opened it up, and the Undertaker wasn't there. Right. And then, you know, after a, a, a while of speculation, the Undertaker finally appeared. And then it was just kind of like a power-off between these two. You know, who's got the more power? And then they was playing mind games with each other, you know, uh, electrocuting a poor bloke that was up on the lights and, you know, just setting around various little fires. And The Undertaker declared that he would not hurt his little brother Kane. 
until the Undertaker finally returned with sort of casket, set the light. He said he walked through the fires of hell to face his brother Kane at WrestleMania. We've seen how destructive Kane has been laying out Vader with the wrenches. Like I said, Mankind at Survivor Series. And the Undertaker seeking vengeance here tonight at WrestleMania 14. It's one of the best stories that WF have told, isn't it, really, if you look back on it? Yeah. Everything in place leading up to this match. But first, Howard Finkel's introducing a very special guest. Pete Rose, yeah. Making his very first WrestleMania appearance. Yeah! That's up, Last man. time I was here, we kicked your ass! What? What to make friends there, Pete? <laughs> you can't win a World Series! Man! Wow. My buddy Bucky Dent says hello! You know, I left tickets for Bill Buckner, but he couldn't bend over to pick them up. How about it? Speaking of the World Series and the great tradition here in Boston with the Red Sox. What do they call it? The Curse of the Bambino. Right here. The City of Losers. Easy. How about it? Did you prep Pete Rose? No, we did have a couple of photos made before the match. (laughs) And now, introducing... Oh, yeah, he's got the mic. I bet he's going to endear himself to the crowd. Curse of the Bambinos when Boston Red Sox sold Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees back in 1916 or wherever it was. 19 clickety six. Yeah, and since then, Boston Red Sox hadn't won the World Series up to this point. Stretched 100 years, but like 2004, they finally did it, beating the Yankees. But the lights have gone out, and that only means one thing. It's got to be Kane. But I can hear Kane's music and a red light. red, yeah. yeah. Walking through hellfire and brimstone. With Paul Bearer, his dad, by his side. So we didn't have any fireworks in the start, but they're giving us some now. Kane's grabbed Pete Rose by the throat. Got him turned upside down. Tombstone pile driver for Pete Rose. Pete Rose has been tombstone here. And Kane's become a good guy. Kane doesn't care if you're a ringside technician, a lighting technician, or a baseball technician in Pete Rose. He is going to tombstone you. So this is the serious business. The lights go out. Here come the dead man. This is a true WrestleMania entrance. Oh, no. It's fucking... Ah, 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 ah. Carrying the creatures of the night coming out here, or the druids. And we talk about Kane's power. This is the dead man at his best. This is a pageantry that maybe WCW hasn't got at this moment in time. And listen to the response from the crowd. The Undertaker. The Undertaker 6. And oh, look at that. Look at Kane looked intimidating there. Not moving at all. Do you like this kind of Undertaker? With Love it. Big collar. At his best. So much respect in the outfits. He's returning, isn't he? So he's changing it up. Trying different things. I really like the Undertaker outfit that he's got here as well. This is kind of like the Lord of Darkness yeah. era of Undertaker. Isn't Th- it? This is the beginning of it, yeah. And you'll see as 98 carries on, he really turns into it. Watch out for the beard change. <laughs> but the Undertaker's got power. 
But the Undertaker... He had the power to turn the lights on. But Kane has not moved. We've not seen Kane in any type of contest. Well, even contest would be fair to say. Two seven-foot monsters going around it. Big brother versus little brother. This could be his last Mark Tardis. We just don't know. Was he going to take to put Kane away? Can Kane be put away? Was this the Undertaker's last match? I mean, that look there for the Undertaker is fucking awesome, you know? Stoic look in his eye. These two big giants face to face. Look at this. Nose off. Look at all the pictures. Look at all the light bulbs. First face-to-face meeting of the Undertaker and Kane. And Undertaker lands the first blow, but Kane unfazed by it. <laughs> Kane with a big right hand. Undertaker dodging it now. Combination by Taker. Goes for the big boot to the midsection. Now the right hand's backing him up in the corner. Undertaker with a big rights. Intimidating the referee just by staring at him. Undertaker running in towards Kane, but Kane turning the big back elbow, throwing Undertaker into the corner. We've never seen the Undertaker get manhandled like this. Not at all, but Undertaker using his speed. Another unknown against Kane. Now backing up the corner, like I say, with the Giants. He's had to turn the speed up. You say Kane's a little bit bigger. We don't know who's more powerful. Irish route reversal by Kane, though. But Kane runs into a big boot. And now the Undertaker turns the <laughs> arm. Ooh. But clothesline by Kane knocks Taker down. Who sits straight back up immediately and goes back to work on his little brother. Who is not having really any effect to the punches. It is reminiscent of an early Undertaker when he first debuted. Kane reversing the Irish rip now. Undertaker ducking it. <coughs> Getting caught by Kane. And what's Kane going to try to do? I thought maybe a tombstone. But now he's trying to get him in a trio. Oh. Undertaker gone dead weight. Now he's just kicking away at his midsection. And this is the assault. Well, if you think about it, the only person that might know a reversal to draw different reversals for the tombstone is the Undertaker, who's now getting choked by Kane. But both of these men, though, you know, they're so similar in uh, in move sets. I think the Undertaker's got a bit more to his repertoire, though. But Kane, you know, both of them are finishing moves at a tombstone pile driver and the choke slams. Well, but, and exactly, we've seen with the chokes as well by Kane. He is what the Undertaker was seven years ago. So just imagine, would that Undertaker beat this Undertaker, and with Kane, he might be even stronger. We've seen these, his powers as he's Irish whipping the Undertaker like a small child. Oh, now a big clothesline to the dead man. Sends it down now, knees in the corner. Paul Bearer at ringside, screaming on. You're going to get yours, dead man! Kane suplexes dead, uh, the Undertaker on the top rope. Undertaker's being hung up to dry. Kane going up to the top. Springboards his way off with a big clubbing blow to the back of the head of the Undertaker. Very impressive there by Kane. The Taker back up onto one knee, taking a bit of a breather. Now Kane bringing the Undertaker in. Big uppercut. Oh, the Undertaker trying to cover up with Kane. But where's the Undertaker's blows to Kane? Didn't have any effect. These seem to be devastating to the dead man. And now Kane choking the Undertaker. And I think the fans are stunned by. <coughs> I think the fans are stunned by Kane's dominance. Indeed, yes. You know, Undertaker's hardly got any offence. He started out of the gates early. But since Kane put the brakes on him, he's, it's all been uh, Kane. You know, the Undertaker dodges a clothesline. Oh! Look, at his, he's on Kane's shoulders. Oh! God, that nearly went terribly wrong. Yep. But Kane with a face buster on Undertaker. 
And what a huge moment this must be for Kane, a.k.a. Glenn Jacobs, you know. You talk about what they were doing a couple of years ago. Young Taker, of course, WrestleMania 12, beating Diesel. But Kane was Glenn Jacobs at this time. Just was Isaac Yankum, you know, fake Diesel. And uh, we see how it turned out. So to have faith in him to be given this match and to make it work, we talk about Mark Calloway over the time. But credit to Kane, who's now got Undertaker on the outside. I think Kane's career sometimes gets overshadowed, you know. Yeah, the Undertaker gave the opportunity with the Kane character, but he still lasted 20 years himself, you know. Indeed, yes. Well, 20 years plus, 20, 21 years. He's still, and he's still answering for his brother. <laughs> he is indeed, yes. And, uh, you know, he was, he was in a main event uh, pay-per-view at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, he was in January, so he's still going. And now Kane's got the stairs as bearers for distracting referee. Smashes the stairs into the back of the Undertaker. You don't take get dominated. Here comes Kane with the stairs again. Oh! <laughs> and Kane, relentless in his assault on the Undertaker, gets back in the ring to stop the count. And he's intimidated. Referee he comes Paul Bearer. Oh! <laughs> Come on, Paul. There's a few things I believe, and that's not Paul Bearer's offence on Kane. I think the referee's seen it, but realising Bearer not really doing much, if you know what I mean. Now Kane's going to bring Undertaker into the ring the hard way. Oh! Suplexes is him in. And the Undertaker not immediately sitting up as he normally would do. And this is Paul Bearer's, you know, this it's goes back even further when you think about it because obviously Paul Bearer knew Undertaker from an early age, coming in when he debuted, but he turned his back on him back in 96 with Mankind and now using Kane to finally one-up the Undertaker. I think Bearer has pulled off a masterstroke and this is going to be the end of the dead man here tonight. I mean, look how dominant Kane is. If this was a boxing match, it would be stopped. Taker's trying to cover up. No help whatsoever. Oh, I was tripped to the corner trying to come out and close on Kane, but Kane, unresponsive, a kick to the midsection, Undertaker running the ropes. Oh, but gets because of Kane. Uh-oh. Choke slam. Uh-oh. This could be it. One. Two. two. Oh. But Kane pulling the Undertaker's head up. And no one has ever done that to the Undertaker all since at WrestleMania, by the way. <laughs> no. And he wants to hurt him a bit more, so he puts him in that sleeper. You can't kill what is already dead. Don't crowd, creatures of the night, don't get behind the Undertaker. Just wearing him down. And Kane still wearing down the Undertaker. Is this the only way to defeat the man at WrestleMania? Well, it seems that way. Undertaker's been dominant at WrestleMania up until this point. And all of a sudden, Kane, like I said, has got his number. Whether that's Paul Bearer, I don't know. But the Undertaker trying to make a comeback now. Punches on the knees, but as soon as he gets to his feet... Yeah, as soon as he starts mounting an offence... Uh, as soon as he starts mounting an offence, Kane shuts it down almost immediately. And even King saying that Undertaker's no match for Kane. It'd be hard to argue that. Another elbow by Kane. And even JR saying no one's been as dominant against the Undertaker as tonight. Kane is, is taking it easy at this point as well. Undertaker slowly gets to his feet. Undertaker grips on. Maybe one last gasp to try and get out of this. Oh. oh. Dumps Kane to the outside, but he pretty much lands on his feet. Kane straight back up again, but knocked... Well, I say knocked down. Three, four punches. Now the Undertaker, big boot. Oh. oh, sends Kane down, but he lands on his feet yet again. And the Undertaker can take a high wrist now. Oh, oh. but Kane literally sidestepping <laughs> and just splatting Undertaker onto the Spanish announce table. <laughs> One of the Spanish and one of the Spanish... Hugo. Hugo Savinovich, <laughs> literally in slow motion, falls backwards on his chair. Absolute 
perfection. It was. <laughs> he was still trying to call the action as well, bless him. Oh, it's Isignore. And the Untaker down. Tito Santana down. Still trying to read <laughs> off his script. It's Kane. The Untaker comes across. We'll never see a replay of the action here. Untaker's up. Bang. Tito. <laughs> Gets sent into that announce table. Let's have a look one more time. Untaker, bang. Oh, dear me. Kane throws the Untaker in. Kane going to the top. Allah Undertaker. Not Alan Undertaker. Allah. Allah Undertaker. No, not Allah. Kane to the top. Untaker up. Patch on the top. Big clothesline takedown from... The big red machine. Well, unfortunately, I think this is now academic, my dear Watson. Kane's going for the cover. Oh, The Undertaker managing to kick out. Uh, somehow the dead man's in this, but you're having to use the ropes to get up. And now Undertaker covering up again. As Kane works away with the big lefts and rights. And if the Undertaker thinks he's going to wear down Kane, he's, I think he's mistaken because Kane's just picking his shots now. Well, Kane, he's younger. He's more hungry. He's probably not as dead as the Undertaker. No, exactly. He's only burnt. I've burnt on my tongue. And now both been exchanging blows. The Undertaker's not really having much impact, but he's trying. And he backed up Kane for a second. But you can see the amount of power the Undertaker's having to put in. Undertaker dodges Kane's clothesline. Looking for the tombstone. But Kane with the backslide. Oh, oh my God. Reversing. Kane, great power. Dropping the Undertaker on his head. Great responsibility. Going for the cover. So, oh, oh, but the Undertaker managing to kick out. <laughs> Ah, and he's still in it. Kane cannot believe it. He's going to finish him off now. Kane, Kane, not believe it. Kane, not believe it. Throws him in the corner, and now this is bad. Referee might have to step in in a minute. This is an assault. But Undertaker blocking it. He's going to have to give it everything that he's got in his inventory. And the Undertaker now, finally, Kane seems to be rocking a little bit. Hey, takes him down with a big clothesline. But Undertaker has expelled nearly all of his energy. Kane up almost immediately and back on the offence. Well, big now he's grabbing Kane by the throat. Kane, the big ride. And there we go, choke slam, and Paul Bear's not happy. Saying, damn you, dead man. Damn you, dead man. And now it's time for the tombstone. Undertaker signalled for the end. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus, I'd rather Kane give me a tombstone than Undertaker. <laughs> Nearly broke Kane's neck. One, two. two. Oh! But Kane kicking out. Ah! Uh-huh. Both men have kicked out of the tombstone. Ah! Uh-huh. And no one has ever seen anybody kick out uh-huh. of the Undertaker's tombstone before. Let's belapse out. Oh, my fuckery. Undertaker drops the leg across the throat of Kane. Kane sits back up. Undertaker loads him up again for the tombstone. Oh! <laughs> Second tombstone. One, two. two. Oh! And again, Kane managing to kick out uh-huh. of the tombstone. Well, you're going to give Paul Bear a heart attack. He looks like he's going to have a coronary. How coronary. tough? How tough is Kane? Kane! Screw you, dead man! <laughs> and Kane is unbelievably back to his feet after two tombstones. Tombstones! Tombstone's taken off the top. Clothesline takedown off the top. And that's a thing of beauty. And Kane just sitting straight back up again. And now the Undertaker 
One last time. Third time lucky for The Undertaker. Oh! Tombstone. He's going to go hook the leg this time. One, two, three. Yeah. Gets it. Kane gets to up second later, but The Undertaker goes 7-0 and at WrestleMania. Very impressive, and chairs in there now. Paul Ware throws it in. The streak is still alive. And a dead man beats Kane, but it took three tombstones. And I look at Bearer. Fat kicks up, kicks to Untaker. I'll take her back up. <laughs> Big right hand, knocking the walrus down. But there's nothing left in the tank of the Untaker, and Kane is back to his feet. And Paul Bearer telling Kane exactly what to do. Third tombstone, Kane's delivered tonight. On the Undertaker, on the chair. God almighty. An Undertaker's head bouncing off the chair like a basketball off the parquet flooring. Well, I've seen wars between small countries were better than this, what we've seen here. Three tombstones to keep... Well, I say to keep Kane down for free. <laughs> keep him down for free. Kane is up. He walks away like a monster. Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was bloody brilliant. You know, Kane looking as unstoppable as I think I've ever seen him in his career. Uh, you know, and The Undertaker still pulled out the victory. And even though he got tombstoned onto a steel chair, he's sitting up. And I think he's going to go backstage and chase Kane down. Yeah, this war is this the battle by The Undertaker tonight. But this war between Kane and The Undertaker is still ongoing. Isn't well, it? in six WrestleMania's time, they will meet again. My God. So that means, Dan, there is only one match left, and that is for the WWF Championship, the most prestigious prize in the sports entertainment business, and it's going to be Shawn Michaels, the champion, defending against the Royal Rumble winner, Stone Cold Steve Austin, with Mike Tyson as a special enforcer. Are you ready? May I present to you the enforcer, the baddest man, the baddest Tell me what to do. Can you be a fair, impartial enforcer? Know who you're talking to? Fair, you better get with the program, man.
Wrestlemania <laughs> front thing, baby. <laughs> Where are you going to go after such a big event? What's next? WrestleMania 15. So the build up to this match, we've just seen the video, all to DX music. It's all about the baddest man on the planet. The murdered man, the baddest man on the planet. The baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson. And as we see, Mike Tyson comes to the ring with a couple of officials to make sure they don't do anything stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's getting played down by the DX band. But, I mean, we saw Austin and Tyson on Raw, didn't we? We saw the altercation that we had, the mainstream media here, wanting to know what happened between the two. Then Tyson H became Tyson, incredibly joining D-Generation X. Who would have thought that? Michael's getting the one up on Austin with a sweet chin musics and knocking him out cold twice. Tyson says if Austin gets in his way tonight, he's going to knock him out and heartbreak is leaving with a WF title it all stacks up against the rattlesnake stone cold steve austin which way will it go tonight we saw him knocking out bruno we saw him knocking out all these other guys it's been a year since he bit holyfield it's not very impartial is it coming out of dx cross chop crotch, crotch chopping and marvelous marvin Hagler's there tonight Big match music. We saw the funky wrestlemania sign that's a fucking great pick we saw the funky wrestlemania picture but now we hear the music means there's a big match coming. We see Austin. Look at the cheer. And listen to the roar of the Boston crowd as Stone Cold Steve Austin makes his way out here. It's been an eight-year journey to get to this stage, but his main event at WrestleMania, he wants that WF title. Will this be a passing of the torch? Michael said he won't lay down for sure, Michaels. Uh, for, he, Michael said he won't lay down for Steve Austin. And there's been genuine backstage uh, sh- stuff going on, Dan. You know, we, we hear... The stories, you know, sometimes you think, oh, it's just a a normal thing, you know, that Michael's just saying this on screen. But, of course, we knew with Bret Hart at the end of last year. And it got so bad, you got a little fact for us there, haven't you, Dan? I have indeed, yes. Um, well, The Undertaker was prepared to confront Michaels if he tried anything funny. The old heartbreak kid adage of not laying down for anybody extended to Michaels' real-life attitude. He was already viewed as petulant, somewhat uncooperative, prior to Montreal. And that incident did zero favours for his fragmented image. WrestleMania 14 was clearly Steve Austin's time to reign as company flag bearer, and thus Michaels was going to have to take the fall. It's been noted by Jim Cornette and strongly implied by Austin himself that The Undertaker taped up his fist before Michaels' entrance and waited by the curtain. This was done to let Michaels know that if he did anything to avoid doing right by Austin and the company, he was in for a world of pain. Michael's version of events doesn't include the fist taping, but does admit that The Undertaker told everybody that if the ending didn't go down correctly, he absolutely would have pummeled Sean as soon as the dust settled. That is so interesting to think, you know, respect there that they had The Undertaker's locker room leader. And you've got to think with Sean, you know, not only is he probably in a bad mood, He's in a bad back. He's got a bad back. And he's just said to the camera, this is for you, Earl. Revson Earl Hebblin unfortunately went, well, struck down with illness, heart-related problems. They can't be at WrestleMania. That's why Mike Keogh, the referee, and of course screwed Bret Hart at Survivor Series. So there's always a double meaning to that. But the injury is so bad. This is Michael's last match for four years. So you've got to take that into account. He's not wrestled since the injury at Rumble, has he? You know, we've not no. seen him. We've seen him a couple of times featuring music Steve Austin. But apart from that, and he even looks old coming out here. As Austin come out, him and, uh, he got in Tyson's face. Going to go down later. 
Michael's come out to the DX Music, China and Triple H. <laughs> he's, he's ready for this one, though, isn't he? He's certainly pumped and ready for this match. He's got a serious look at his face. I say he looks old. He's aged a lot. In just the past couple of months. He's the heartbreak old man. Yeah, but he's the icon that can still go. Mr. WrestleMania, the show The main event. And it is the main event. The passing of the torch, the start, the real true start of the Attitude Era. He's taking it all in, isn't it? You can see in his face. High fives all round from Iron Mike to Shawn Michaels. And there we go. They've got the wing WF title that Shawn Michaels brings to the ring. JR just, you know, building up. I don't say building up, just stating the accomplishments of Shawn Michaels. You know, three-time WF champion, Intercontinental champion, European tag team. Raw Rumble winner, of course. This is not his first rodeo when it comes to WrestleMania. Incredibly, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin's first main event at WrestleMania for Michaels. You know, he's been there before. Two years ago, he was headlining WrestleMania whilst Austin was fight, fighting Savvy Vega. He was only a 60-minute Ironman match with Brett the Hitman Hart. And Tyson was knocking out Frank Bruno. <clears throat> Mike Tyson tapping Austin's boot as he walked past there. Is he trying to entice the rattlesnake, trying to distract him? Well, any means necessary, Michaels wants to walk out as WF champion. The crowd are on the edge of their seat. And the odds are certainly stacked in Michaels' favour. I mean, you know, the special enforcer to make sure nothing funny goes down is well on the side of DX. He's got his two DX team members as well. Right, exactly. And Michaels looks confident as we start. Uh-oh. Austin tells Michaels he is number one. We'll call it Albert Tyre and Michaels. Right hand there. Well, he's been learning some moves off of Mike Tyson, I believe. He's going to bite Austin's ear. Well, you would think Michael's definitely got the speed advantage in this match. People don't know, you know, if we discount the back injury. Michael's saying, yeah, I can beat you to the punch. Austin chasing down Michaels, who runs out of the ring. Slides back in, trying to outmaneuver Austin. Oh! <laughs> gets caught with a clubbing blow to the face, though. And this is it. Austin finally gets his hands on the degenerate. Throws him from corner to corner. And now he's grabbing Michael's trunks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Exposing Shawn Michaels' <laughs> rear end. It's a full moon tonight. <laughs> Did a perfect cut ending trick of tripping up and down. <laughs> and Michael's again. Oh. Backside still exposed. Falls onto, H- uh, onto Triple H. Well, you said DX would be a factor. And they were there managing to catch Shawn. Managed to pull his trunks up. Oh, and Triple H from behind. Come on, ref. This can't be allowed. Oh, my God. Bouncing us in head first off the barricade. And Mike Kyoda out there. Trying to sort stuff out. Trying to sort things out. Getting in Triple H's face. Fair play to him. Oh. Triple H looks, Triple H looks set to punch Mike Tyson. And Mike was like, look, try it. Well, he was backing off and didn't see who he bumped into. So, obviously, you know, raised the fist. And, unfortunately, when it is Mike Tyson. <laughs> but, luckily for Triple H at this time, referee just kicked him out of here. China's still around, though. Well, no, China's been kicked out as well. Oh, both Helmsley and China have been kicked out from ringside. Tyson's not happy, but Michael's trying to capitalise on it. Indeed, yes. Michael's still got the odds stacked in his favour, though, with Tyson in his corner. Austin chasing down <laughs> Triple H. Helping him on his merry way. Definitely making sure he's not coming back, but Michaels cuts him off. And he's growing a bit of... Oh! oh. Symbols. <laughs> Boom! 
Smash. <laughs> it comes crashing down on Steve Austin. Triple H throws a bottle at Austin. But I think that's just uh, pissed off the rattlesnake. Grip. Oh. Reverse into the dumpster that was destroyed in the uh, tag team championship match earlier on. And now Shawn Michaels brings Steve Austin back to the ring. Finally, these two men back in the ring. Michaels now, look at that. Agility managing to jump all the way to the top. Oh, oh. he gets caught in a midsection by Austin as he comes down. And now I rip Michaels. Fucking hell. Turned upside down, and if his back weren't hurting before, it certainly is now. It is. He must be in agony wrestling through this. Austin picks him up. Irish whip. Oh, inverted atomic drop. Goes for the cover, but Michael's managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Now Austin's got the hand of Michael's. He's twisting away at it. And now Austin twisting the arm. Michael's right hand to the face. Oh, Michael's dodging that one. Austin picking him up. Oh! Clotheslines him over the top rope. Two. Oh, oh. but Michael's managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And now Austin... What's up, love? Austin's got Michael's. Michael's dodging it. Stunner! Oh, Ooh. Michael's backing out, though, and getting out of harm's way. Well, you say that on the apron. <laughs> oh, but not far enough because Austin knocks him off the apron head first into the announce table. Well, we saw the Spanish announce table get destroyed earlier. And Austin's saying Tyson to get out of the way. And now Austin, oh, measuring the elbow. <laughs> it's 34 inches. <laughs> it's like Buff Bagwell Scott Steiner on Nitro. Austin throws him back in. Austin's got the elbow the back cover, but Michael's still getting the shoulder up. And Austin's in full control now. Now, just wearing the heartbreak kid down. Oh, Michael's getting to his feet though. Oh, jaw breaking, Steve Austin, and now Michael's got Austin and the ring post. Oh, Austin wise to that pulls Austin uh, pulls Michael's face first into the ring post. Got Austin's got Michael's. Whoa, nearly bounce him off the barricade. And now Austin got him on the barricade. No. Oh, Michaels reverses it, sends Austin straight over into the fans. When we talk about uh, Shawn Michaels' injury in this, Steve Austin is still recovering from major neck surgery. Major neck surgery? Not even neck surgery. Oh. And Michaels rings Austin's bell, sends him back into the fan area there. And the fans fully behind the rattlesnake, chanting Austin's name as he tries to recover and get back onto Shawn Michaels. And now Michaels throws Austin back in. Big double act smash. And now over the top of him, mounting him. You see the pain Michaels in. But he's raining down on punches. Oh, the pain is certainly etched on Michaels' face. Michaels now backing Austin up in a corner. Austin's not even defending himself. This is sick. And Michaels as well as he slams Austin down. You can see him constantly holding his back. Oh, Michael's telling the crowd what he thinks of him. Oh! <laughs> Double leg takedown by Austin, punching away at Michael's. How dare you steal my salute. <laughs> oh, Michael's eliminated from the Royal Rumble. Sorry, Dan, that's your line. And Austin's just eliminated Michael's from the Royal Rumble. Goes down onto them way for Finn, Mats and James. Tell me just how Finn line... Uh, just te- I can't even do no, that's my bit, yeah. Dan, tell me how thin those mats really are. They are wafer thin, James. I mean, mere micro millimeters thick. 
Well, Austin now is in serious trouble because Michaels has got his leg where he wanted to do earlier and he's wrapped it around the ring post once. Wrapped it around the ring post twice. And Austin's left knee is being assaulted. Austin's leg is in serious trouble. Michael's just bouncing Austin's knee off the mat. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Again, we reiterate, this is Austin's biggest match to date. Off the back of his Royal Rumble win, facing the world heavyweight champion, Michael's, on the grandest stage of them all. Uh, And Michael's working away on Austin's left leg. It's the one who's got his knee brace on. Mike Tyson's there, and he's instigating Austin as well. And Tyson looking on now, Michaels, even though he's in pain, he's in top of this match, working on the leg of uh, Steve Austin. You notice he's not lifting Austin to slam him, he's just dropping him down to the mat. Looking for the figure four, perhaps. But Austin fights out, kicks Michaels into the ring post, rolls him up for a two count. Two. And HBK straight back to work on Austin's left leg. Well, Michaels took a lot of punishment in this match, but now finally... Getting his own way in. And we talk about big match Michaels. He's beating all the guys that are over in WSW now. You know, you, you raise uh, Scott Halls, your Kevin Nashes, your Bret Hart's, your Kurt Hennings. Michaels with a baseball slide sending Austin over the announcer's table. And Mike Tyson saying, well, suck it. Oh, and Tyson throwing Austin. Austin back into the ring, helping him out, giving him a wedgie on the way. Oh, that, yeah, make sure he's got back in the ring all right. Austin furious by that, going after Mike, uh, going after Tyson. But Michael's with a chop block as Austin was distracted. And now Michael's going to add insult to injury. Figure four leg lock. He's got it locked in. Austin's writhing in pain. And Michael's using the ropes and Tyson. Tyson's allowing it. <laughs> Tyson loving it. Go for the count. Oh, no. Austin gets his shoulder up. Now using the top rope to get leverage. Mike Kelly noticing there's a, the ropes are trembling at this moment in time. Austin's trying to reverse the pressure, though. And Michael's keeping it on. Can he get it turned over? He's fighting and fighting. Michael's trying to stop it from happening. But the will of Austin, and he reverses all the pressure onto <laughs> Michael's. And look at Michael's face now. And I tell you, it's been a war between these two men. Tyson watching on as well. Show me potato salad. Oh, and Austin overcome. Fighting back with a big right hands. Double leg takedown. Ooh. Move that doesn't work. <laughs> Catapults him into the corner. Rolls him up. One, two. Oh. But Michael's managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And Austin now Irish ripping Michaels. Reversal. Michaels catches him in the sleeper. And he's trying to stop the momentum of Steve Austin. And he does successfully. And oh my God, getting out of it, backed up in the corner, but Mike Coda's right there. And he's not to his feet. He's knocked out. Put him out. Oh! Sends Michael's face first into the turnbuckle. Big right hand. Big right hand, sir. Oh, and Michael's down, but back up again. Gets thrown into the turnbuckle. Oh, bumps his way off the top turnbuckle. Second time he gets thrown into it. Mike said, I don't want to do that again. Just walk, uh, stomp a mud and walk it dry. There's no official, so surely... Don't call me Shirley. The special enforcer, Mike Tyson, might have to get involved, but Austin, Irish ripping Michaels at this moment in time. High oh. back body drop. JR's voice goes out. I love that moment in the back body drop. 
I mean, I know we're great commentators, Dan, but I don't think we can match JR's call at the end of this. Michaels dodges a clothesline. Oh. Catches Austin with that flying forearm. Well, which way is this going to go? Both men, Dan. Both men, at. Uh oh. Michael's up, not nipping up, or did he? He nipped up. Michael's nipping up. There's adrenaline taken over. Has it alleviated his back problems? Well, he says he's a main event. He says he's the icon that can still go. At this moment in time, he's proven it. Nipping up with a bad back, going all the way to the top. He is the showstopper. Oh, beautiful elbow by Shawn Michaels. Hits its mark. And now what's after the elbow? This is the end. He's got to tune up the band. There's no referee, but he doesn't care. He wants to finish his job now. With a little sweet chin music. And Austin would feel the taste of sweet chin music. There we go, sweet. Oh, he's che- <laughs> I love this bit. Sweet chin music. Tune up the band. Don't you fucking do that, you can't. Austin dodged it. Go for the stunner. Oh, Michael's count as a stunner. Looks for the sweet chin music. Blocked. Stunner. stunner. Goes for it. Tyson's in. One, two, three. Steve Austin of champion. And Mike Tyson counted the fall. Let's, how, let's, let's see how JR would have called it. Hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, Austin ducked it. Austin going for the stunner. And Michael's counted. Michael's going for another tip. Austin, he got it. The stunner. Mike Tyson in. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. <laughs> Tyson raises the arm on Stone Cold. And what a moment that is. Talk about a passing of the torch. He's going to get... fucking bell. He's going to get... He wants to be WF champion. Eight years it took him, but he's here. And the fans absolutely love it. But Dan, what are you thinking of that? It's fantastic, isn't it? I thought it was a bloody brilliant match between the two. Uh, you know, the, the odds seemed stacked in Michael's favour, but Austin overcome all the odds and with the help of a bit of Mike Tyson, manages to win his first WWE Championship. Michaels did the right thing. He didn't. He laid down for Steve Austin and now Austin has got a Sto- as Austin 316 t-shirt. He throws it to Tyson. What's Tyson going to do? Nah, come on. No, he is. Mike Tyson holding a lofty t-shirt, kind of accepting Stone Cold. And look at Shaw. What must he think? He's just been knocked out with a Stone Cold stun. He wakes up, sees Tyson brandishing the Austin 316 top. Mike, what are you doing? He made the count. And, well, Michael's poking the bear at the moment. So what are you doing? Throws away the t-shirt. Michael's hits Tyson. And Tyson knocks him out. <laughs> well, as JR says it best, Tyson, 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 right hand. Michaels is knocked out cold, raises the arm of Steve Austin. What a way to finish a pay-per-view, a happy ending. <laughs> Even though, you know, it might be predictable, it's still what's best for business. Most definitely. And look at the ape celebration start. 
The Attitude Era has begun. Mike Tyson laying the Austin shirt over Michael's face. Brilliant stuff here at WrestleMania 14. Absolutely brilliant pay-per-view from start to finish. <laughs> Look at Tyson now. He's gone from crotch chopping to put his finger up at everybody. Sound cold, baby. Cold, baby. <laughs> All right, Dan, we talk about the card. Let's just run through it quickly. And we'll give our match ratings. So, first up, a tag battle royal featuring every single tag team in the history of wrestling. Uh, no, featuring LOD 2000 and many others. Feels quite a long while ago now, but I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was quite fun, the LOD uh, winning. I gave that a three and a half out of five to start the show off. I also gave that a three and a half out of five. What were your thoughts on the match? Um, it, was, uh, it was interesting. LOD coming back with their new look, with their new manager. And, you know, there, there was a fair few teams... In it, you would have thought that the Nation, because they had four men in it, or that Los Barricos, because they also had four men in it. But, you know, it, I think it was a bit over the all over the place. But, you know, it, it certainly builds up, and it's, it makes use of a lot of tag teams as well. Yeah. yeah. So both same rating. Attacker versus Aguilar, thoughts and score? Um, I thought that was a bloody good match, actually. You know, um, I think they said to him backstage, look, just putting a load of high spots, suicide dives, jumping off the top rope, do what you can, just try and impress the fans. The fans kind of sat on their hands during that match, but yeah. I, I actually thought it was a bloody good match. And I gave that a four out of five. It's almost like we're, uh, you're reading minds, because I thought it was exactly the same, four out of five for me. I thought it was a great match. It's nice to have a different style. We had the tag team battle rule, and then we had the kind of cruiserweight slash light heavyweight title match. Uh, and, and I really enjoyed it. Both men brought it, you know. Um, I've, really, really good stuff. Really good. Four out of five for me, yeah. Uh, next match, Triple H versus Owen. Bit of a disappointment. But if you put to play the other outside factors, obviously WWF management hating Owen Hart and also the injury from him, I gave credit where credit was due there. Even though it was it was stupid finish with China getting involved, I still gave it a three out of five. Yes, James, you must have copied me because I also gave that a three out of five. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I don't see the... I know the point in having China locked up to Sergeant Slaughter and try and, you know, try as she might to help... Um, yeah. Help Triple H. But she done it right in front of him and yet nothing happened from it. Yeah, I know, I know. For me, I just thought... You know, it was kind of fuck? ridiculous and... Po- you know... But the match itself between the two of them, it wasn't too bad. You know, you could see Owen Hart was a bit apprehensive after his uh, having his leg cast taken off that day. But, no, you know, it wasn't a terrible match. No, no, it wasn't a terrible match. Uh, speaking of not a terrible match, up next was Mero Sable versus Luna and Goldust. Um, you know, again, better than expected. You know, I weren't sure what we were going to get. And I quite enjoyed it, Dan. Yeah, uh, well, reading between the lines, you know, Sable, she's pretty much untrained. Luna Vachon, she's been around for a while. You know, she's... Uh, wrestling is in her veins, you know, she's been around for a bit. And, you know, most of this score is going to go towards Luna Vachon, and I'm going to give that a three and a half out of five. Yeah, I'll give that a three and a half out of five as well. 
Uh, like it's exactly the same as you said. And Sable looked good, and it was because of Luna and Goldo that she did come across, and it was a yeah. success. Just imagine like a Kelly Kelly type esque match. But exactly. you know what I mean, and then it's like Kelly no, it's Kelly going up. against Bailey and Bailey making Kelly Kelly look good. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, exactly. Because uh, other than that, it's uh, it, you know it, it could be a complete disaster, darling. Speaking of disasters, will the finish Rock versus Shamrock? Uh, cut the points for me. I for me it's too short and obviously a naff finish. But again, I like the personalities involved and I like the story. I was pointed in the match, but I still gave it a three out of five. I was looking at the bigger picture in this match and, you know, you've obviously got The Rock and he was going against Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock's build, being billed as the most dangerous man on the planet. Um, and, you know, that chair shot that he took and he still managed to kick out. <laughs> and, you know, you can see the cracks within the nation. Uh, so I gave that a three and a half out of five, especially the way Ken Shamrock snapped after it. Yeah. And he just looks completely fucking crazy. For me, if it was five minutes longer and had that finish, I would have given it three and a half. But it just it felt like they were, were trying to move on from it. Uh, next match was, of course, Cactus and Charlie versus New Age Outlaws in a dumpster match for tag team titles. Uh, what are your thoughts? The match was absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, Cactus, Jack and Chainsaw, Charlie cha- taking majority of the bumps. Uh, Billy Gunn taking that crazy one off the top of the ladder, that powerbomb into the fucking dumpster. And the ending, you know, it was it was a bit of fun, you know, from the more serious matches we've had. Yeah, and I know. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I gave that a three and a half out of five. I, I thought it was even better than that. I gave it a four out of five just because of the kind of randomness of it. And I enjoyed having a break from, let's say, serial single, serious single action. Uh, four out of five. Uh, next, after Taker and Kane, the semi, semi-main event, uh, a fantastically told story, wasn't it? You know, Most definitely, yeah. You know, it's been, what, nearly a year's build-up for this story, you know, from Paul Bearer saying he's got a secret to Kane finally showing up at Survivor Series to, you know, the goings on them two not quite meeting in the ring, but, you know, they've been going off against each other with their powers and, you know, yeah. it's it's one of them ones, what, is Kane going to get the push because he's the, kind of like the new Undertaker? Is is the old dog still going to be in charge of his yard? And, you know, it was uh, a very intense match between the two. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. The fact, like I say, Kane it took three tombstones to keep him down. But when you think of a big man versus big man, that's the kind of shit you want. Big power moves, big finishers, lots of kickouts, you know. Uh. Uh, so I gave it a four and a half out of five. I thought it really, the, the, like I said, the payoff... For like the Sable match earlier, the payoff for the, the feud or the story, WrestleMania enhanced it and the match meant more for it as well and it actually delivered in the ring. Dan, what was your rating? Um, well, I, I gave that one step further because it made both men look unstoppable and unbeatable and I gave that a five out of five. Fucking hell, fair play to you. Um, all right, so then moving on to the main event, uh, Austin versus Michaels. We've seen this. It had so much hype to live up to and I think it... It delivered. I think another match delivered on the card. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, all the build-up to it, having Mike Tyson there. You know, I'm not sure what happened with the switch in him. You know, it kind of... Was he on Austin's side all along? Was, you know, did he finally realise that, you know, I'm I'm not too keen on DX. I think they're a bit too cocky. You know, what, what kind of... Was his motivation behind counting Austin for the free? He could have punched Austin in the face 
they gave Sean Michaels a victory just as easily. But we don't know Michaels' behaviour the past three weeks since Tyson had become a member of DX, you know. And maybe management was saying to him, you need to uh, back Austin in this one. Tyson went on to, well, you know, from this. And he, again, he fucked up his boxing career, but not talking about that. To what he did in the match, knocking Michaels out uh, and making a count. Yeah, he came across as good, but Austin came across as a true star, getting accepted uh, by Mike Tyson, you know, and everybody in the arena leaving happy. Um, what was your rating for that one? I gave that one a four and a half out of five. Right, but that for me is my match of the night, so I gave it a five out of five. When you consider Michael's back injury and Austin, like we say, not being the greatest wrestler, uh, the two I think gelled really well. And the, the end sequence of that, I could watch that last 30 seconds anywhere. Sweet chin, turn to stunner, reversed. Switch again, reverse, stunner, bang, referee counts. Stone cold, stone cold, stone yeah, cold. Yeah, I fucking love that. You know, that's why it's one of my picks, WrestleMania moments and matches, that man. Um, because it's one of those that will get remembered. And when we look back at video packages 20 years later, that's one of the things we still see, you know, with Austin becoming champion. And that's why important. it's important and it matters. But what's your overall rating of the whole pay-per-view? We've got our match of the nights. So obviously, yours is Taker Kane, mine's Austin Michaels. I think for the variation of it, because you had a little bit of everything. No, because you had the variation of it, you had a bit of everything. You know, you had LOD returning after a few months off. You had, you know, the light heavyweights. You had the crazy dumpster match. You had like the um, the IC title. You sort of cracks in the nation. You know, just with every single thing thrown into that, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, yeah, fair. That's a fair rating. I thought about giving it a nine, but then I thought, well, with the rest of if you if you class it in WrestleMania history, uh, on its sign when you watch it, it's a great WrestleMania. I feel you know, and it deserves a high ranking. The only thing missing for me is even though I gave obviously Tyson. Uh, Michael's Austin 5 out of 5. There is no classic WrestleMania match that stands out. There's not one match you go, oh, like Steamboat or Macho or Angle and Michael's at WrestleMania. There's not one match you say, this is it. There's moments, like the, the moments, you know, Tyson yeah. and stuff like this, but no real classic. But I gave that an 8.5 out of 10. It's, it's one of my favourite WrestleManias personally. And I, I can't wait, this time next year, we're going to be sitting down watching WrestleMania 15, which was my first live WrestleMania. And it's completely different to this show. And it's just saying, this is what we're going to do every year with WrestleMania. Well, at this moment through the Attitude Era. Um, like I said, and it was fun. And not many pay-per-views are fun anymore. No. You know? Had, like I said, bit of everything. And it just had a laugh. So that's it, Dan. Final thoughts on WrestleMania 14? Uh, no, you know, it was, a, it was a bloody good WrestleMania. Thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish. You know, it's one I've seen a few times before. And no doubt I'll see it a few times again. Yeah. We've had title changes. We've had some crazy matches, some crazy moments. And, yeah, you know, it's just... I like the way the stories have kind of all been wrapped up in a nice little bow, but it's still left some stories open. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that we've seen the culmination of the New Age Outlaws versus the old guys, and the old guys actually prevailed. We've seen the cracks forming in the nation. We've seen the Undertaker-Kane match, the the inception of it. We've seen the Austin-Michaels match from the inception and how that all came about. And, you know, it's good to have all the insight to it as well. Yeah, Yeah, and that's an excellent thing because we're going to, obviously, one of the most important nights now in WWE is the night after WrestleMania. And we're going to bring you the Raw 
to the night after WrestleMania, which is a huge one when you consider the stuff that happens on there. We'll bring that to you. It will be the week after our live shows. We'll do a WNR podcast extra or WNR podcast episode where we'll have not only the night after WrestleMania in 1998, but we'll review the night after WrestleMania in 2018 as well. And we'll, we'll wrap it up into one episode. We'll call it like the night after Mania and we'll look at both. And we'll, we'll, we'll maybe not compare the two because it's a bit unfair in 98, isn't it? But still. There's a lot to happen, and of course, in April, later in April, we'll have the WNR, uh, WWE vs. WCW April, where we'll look at the four, and we've got pay-per-views next month, Unforgiven for, w- uh, for WWE, and Spring Stampede for WCW that we'll be looking at as well. Uh, but that is it for this show. We're just going to run through the schedule quickly. On the 31st on Saturday, it's the WNR 149, and it is my pick of WrestleManias. Sunday, WNR 150, top 50 factions. We're going to add five tag teams to our tag team list to make it a top 20 tag team. And then Monday, the 2nd of April, we're going to release the Hall of Fame special, the class of 2018. Have matches with Goldberg, Mark Henry, and of course, other people like that. Our podcast extra, Wednesday the 4th, is the Mixed Match Challenge. Friday the 6th of April, we'll have the WNR 151, which will be the WNR Network Review for April. We'll have 205 Live, NXT, all the latest rumours. That will start off our huge live weekend. Saturday on the 7th is our live NXT TakeOver event, and we're live from 11 o'clock. Sunday, WWE WrestleMania live kickoff. Our first ever live kickoff. Eight, don't forget, I can't wait. We're going to start at 10 p.m. for that one. 10. Contact us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at Jan Score Roland. I'm at Jan Score Roland. We've also got a friend on Twitter. We have his mini Chris Benoit, and he's just trying to make the world a better place. And you can follow him at mini Chris Benoit across all the Google platforms. The WWE Network Review on Google Plus. Send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review podcast. We've got clips going up daily, like the sing-off results coming soon. And also podcasts at the same time we do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Also on Spreaker Radio where we've got our live big weekend. Our live huge weekend. April 7th, April 8th, Phoenix to take over WrestleMania. And Spreaker, uh, Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, break and review there. But that is it. Like I say, our next show is Saturday, the WNR 149 and it is your WrestleMania, my friend. So we look forward to that. I have been James Rowlands and as always, always joined by... Damn right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.